man. Let's talk about it. We got a lot to talk about right here at KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome to the Dandy Morrison Show, the whole nine in the nighttime, right at nine, back live in the nighttime booth after our week-long foray into drive time for Don Amici, Krista, and Kiara last week. We appreciated the opportunity to house sit for them because they are the proud owners of a palatial radio studio estate with like stained glass windows and hardwood floors and chandeliers and a spiral staircase for added effect. Meanwhile, here on the Danny Mo Show, you liable to see milk crates for chairs and a, a card table for a dinette set and a roach or a rat just might meet you at the doorway. Real talk. And you might even need a penicillin shot in the morning. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I kid, of course. <laughs> but it's good to have our KBLA family back. We missed y'all. But I'm actually surprised that I'm even in the mood to kid this Monday night. Especially after the whirlwind of disturbing reports that were making the rounds all over social media throughout the weekend. And I'm sure a lot of you know exactly what I'm talking about. For those that don't, let me explain. You see, I went into the weekend glowing for multiple reasons. Robin and I had a glorious time during last Friday afternoon's versus battle where I was robbed. We ain't gonna get into that. Oh. <laughs> also, a widely respected public opinion research and public policy consulting firm based in Los Angeles named Eviterus found that our own KBLA Talk 1580 is the most trusted, credible, and reliable source of information for African Americans here in Los Angeles. Shout out to Tavis Smiley for changing the game in media. More on that later inside my 7 Series. And it was both my baby girl Mariah, now 8 years old, and my sister Sonya's birthday weekend. So with all of that good news, I was shining bright like a diamond in eager anticipation of what was to be an exhilarating weekend. Or so I thought. Until I blazed up social media on Saturday morning. And I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. Make no mistake... I'm used to the consistent flow of negative news stories populating my multiple news feeds on a daily basis, but something about Saturday morning was different. It was so off-putting that it prompted me to post a meme that I crafted on all of my socials, which read, quote, I just want to say that I've never seen this many tragic videos on my news feed at once. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Sex acts, fights, shootings. Wherever you are this weekend, stay safe. And prayed up, it's getting scary. End quote. And it was. Here's a few examples. The first video I saw was of a man switching gas nozzles at a local gas station as if we don't already have enough to deal with by having to suffer through these exorbitant gas prices. Gas theft has now entered the chat. Check this out. There was a man in Roseville, California, who was caught on camera switching gas nozzles that are back to back, right? You pull up, start the transaction to pay for your gas, inside or outside, don't matter. And by the time you figure out that things are wrong and head inside after assuming the pump is malfunctioning, he's already filled up his own gas tank and bounced. Foul. On all levels. This man is still at large, but Roseville police said that back in 2019, they arrested another man for pulling off the same scheme at least a dozen times. Police suggest taking a moment to verify the hose is connected to the right pump. Lord, another thing we got to worry about, Robin? The second story I saw wasn't anything life-changing, but I think it's safe to say for her, it definitely was. 
Some of you may have seen this, but according to the New York Post, quote, Albany TV news anchor Heather Kovar shocked viewers over the weekend when she slurred her words and appeared disheveled during an evening broadcast. And the station told the Post on Sunday that she had been suspended from her job. The CBS 6 anchor was jittery and wide-eyed during her Saturday segments and at times incoherent. For those that haven't seen it nor heard it, Here's a short snippet of Heather Kovar from that live broadcast. And needless to say, her station, CBS 6 News, was on the case. Listen. More than 50 million people across the country southeast are under warnings for excessive heat. And boy, don't you know that? 105 degrees in Texas today. I just spoke with my mother. That's what she's dealing with. It's a major heat wave. And it is ex it's, it's just heading everywhere. We're so lucky. It's only 80 degrees here. We are really lucky here in the capital region. I mean, let me tell you about that. These areas are reaching such areas. I mean, it's Houston, Austin, San Antonio. I mean, they're not expected. It has happened. Like, you don't need us telling you that it's bad. It's like, like people are being told to like stay inside, drink a lot of water. And we are just lucky. This weekend right here, it's so amazing. Uh, uh, meteorologist Craig Adams. Wow. Can you believe that? Mm -mm, I cannot. Wow. Apparently, a lot of watch people watching were calling the station because they were concerned for her health for good reason. She would go on to be suspended after that erratic performance, and she is blaming her slurred speech on exhaustion in the aftermath of her father's death. I'm sure that a lot of people can relate to what she's going through. Prayers up for Miss Kovar. The next story I saw broke my heart. Two men in Roland Heights performed something so foul, it made me furious. But it saddened me and terrified me at the same time. And these cats even had the audacity to do it in broad daylight. ABC 7 News here in Los Angeles was on this case. Listen. Violent robbery and beating caught on video. A couple brutally attacked as they left a Roland Heights market this afternoon. Two men wearing black hoodies and gray sweatpants approached the Asian couple demanding the man's Rolex watch valued at some $60,000. Sheriff's investigators say before the man could react, he was pistol whipped and knocked to the ground. The woman was then pistol whipped by the other man. The attackers said to be between 25 and 30 years old. They left the scene in a white Dodge Challenger with paper plates. The video now part of a criminal investigation. Sheriff's investigators say these two may be linked to similar crimes committed in neighboring cities over the last few days. You know, friends always ask me why I don't carry a lot of cash. They always ask me why I don't wear jewelry. Not only because I don't have either, because I don't, but because there's always someone out there that wants it more than you. Especially if you choose to flaunt it for everyone to see. And lastly, the worst ones. I teared up on these two, can't lie. The first happened in New York City, Bodega, when an elderly man named Jose Alba, the recently released video shows him clearly acting in self-defense when he fatally stabbed a cat named Austin Simon at the store he worked at. Jose was arrested on second-degree murder last week following the incident, which occurred in Harlem, New York, before being thrown in Rikers Island and handed a sky-high bail. However, thankfully, after the video was released, the judge reduced his bond from $250,000 to fifty grand. His hoping that justice is served. Looks like it just might. And the second video was much too much. It happened in what appears to be a Dollar General where two black women, I bet you all have seen it, one an employee and one a patron, 
got into a verbal altercation which would escalate into the patron beating down the female employee while talking as much madness as you can imagine. The employee would then proceed to go behind the counter, grab a pistol, and shoot her combatant multiple times in the middle of the store. I couldn't believe it. I don't know who recorded the video because he was somehow much too concerned with grabbing the batteries he needed from inside the store. But I felt like it was much too vulgar and violent for the broadcast tonight. Even after editing. But it gave me chills watching two lives thrown away so frivolously. If you're curious, head to D.L. Hughley's Instagram page. He posted it a few hours ago. So I say all that to say this. Things are getting crazy right now. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just telling you what I felt going into this weekend while perusing through my socials. I don't know if it's because Biden is underperforming. I don't know if it's the January 6th hearings. I don't know if it's that newly illegitimate Supreme Court. I don't know if it's the overturning of Roe v. Wade. I don't know if it's the escalation of mass shootings here in America. All I know is that something is different. And I'm willing to bet that you all feel the same way. According to recent polls, 88% of people polled say that the United States is on the wrong track. Nearly 9 in 10 Americans. And I'm not the least bit surprised. It just seems like in practically every aspect of our lives, there is something negative attached to it. Our money, inflation is through the roof. Our jobs, the Great Reservation is in full bloom. Our cars, gas prices are at an all-time high. Our kids, Generation Z and Generation Alpha, are our most anxiety-riddled generation ever. Our relationships, according to the CDC, fewer couples choose to marry than pre-1990. The U.S. divorce rate is among one of the highest in the world, and there are currently over 750,000 divorces in the U.S. each year. Our patriotism. More than half of Americans, 53%, say that the public is becoming less patriotic, up 8 points since 2019. And our faith. Around 3 in 10 Americans now have no religious affiliation. Atheists. As a matter of fact, according to Pew Research, self-identified Christians only made up 63% of the U.S. population in 2021, down from 75% just a decade ago. A 12-point drop in a decade's time. We are in trouble. And unless we collectively find a way to stop the bleeding, I believe that we will get to the point where we won't be able to turn this red, white, and blue minivan around. Because it's currently careening downhill towards the intersection of Anarchy Street and 2045. In conclusion, no, I still place God first. I prayed a lot this weekend, y'all. A whole lot. More than I have in months, actually. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm scared. Real talk. It'll never slow me down, but I am. Not scared for me. I'm scared for our babies. Here's to hoping that God is still in the miracle business for a country that was built on a foundation of hatred. We always sing God bless America, but first, I bet God is still asking America to ask for forgiveness by atoning for its sins first, especially its original sin, us. But that's just me. All right, tell me what you think, L.A. Did you feel that the surge of negativity all over social media this weekend, huh? Did you see it? Were your timelines also inundated with some of the most evil stories of the year? And what do you believe is the reason? Also, 
My family told me to shut my phones off during the weekend and my problems would be solved. It ain't that simple. <laughs> do you buy that? Is ignorance bliss? And do you nerf, I'm doing air quotes, nerf your news consumption to keep your life as pure as possible? And lastly, give us all, all some advice tonight. Some words of encouragement. Why should anyone remain positive and see current times as being half full instead of half empty? I'm willing to listen. We all are. Holla at your boy. Your voice is a change. Your voice is a community. Your voice is on 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. You can also stream us via the brand new KBLA streaming app on your app store, iOS or Android. It don't matter. That same app allows you to send me your questions and comments that I will answer live at different intervals throughout the broadcast. Plus, like, share, and follow your favorite radio station live on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KBLA1580. Feel free to follow me at Danny Mo Show on those same platforms, too. Plus, me and my nighttime partner in crime, Robin Ayers, will take your comments via the ecosystem of our social network. Check this out. When we come forward, I will add another seven series to add to the topic of conversation tonight. Look, it'd be easy to throw in the towel, huh? I got friends that have no problem only taking care of the people in their circle. And blocking out the rest of the world. I don't have that luxury. Nor would I want to. So my seven series tonight is seven reasons why I refuse to give up on us. Last week I told you why God needs to come back and end this. But tonight I will flip the script and give you the other side. I still have hope. I'm a hope dealer like Robin tonight. And I'll explain Add to the conversation with your phone calls when we come forward. Welcome to the Danny Morrison Show, unapologetically progressive KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Let's ride. From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. From middays to nighttime. By George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. Real talk, real time. The gospel, the gospel truth. truth. You're listening to the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. Robin know how to dance to salsa? Y'all should have seen him in here dance. Oh yeah, come on, Vapun. You know how to dance to salsa? A little something, something. That was more than I a have, little something. I something. have some rhythm, so you know it. it you know, I, I can do a little something. It was really impressive. Okay, thanks. I'm not here to tell y'all how to think, but I am here to tell you what to think about. We black in a spot. Another episode of the Danny Marshall Show, KBLA Talk 1580. First on the scene, so fresh and so clean. Let's check out what the queen. I mean, have Andy, come on. She's your queen to me. Don't nobody look at me right now. I'm <laughs> nobody look at me right now. That was bad. Okay, but it was effort. I'm, I'm still trying. I'm going to hit that one. That's all right. And you're going to be impressed. Sometimes we can let it just do it by itself. Um, No. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing tonight, huh? I'm pretty good. Thank you. How was your weekend? Uh, relaxing. And I had some, some uh, I had a really good time with the girls. We went to a uh, an escape room. That was I fun. I wanted to do one of those. Mm. The most fun you will ever have. It is so great. Were you good at it, though? We were great. We we got out with 47 uh, seconds remaining. Uh, I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know. It's great. You only have an hour to get out of the room, so you right. have to figure out, use all the clues in order to unlock the door so you can escape, right? So we have 47 seconds left, and we and we got out. Did you take some smart friends with you? I got some dumb friends. It was me and my two 15-year-old daughters. Wow. And we worked it. It, it. So, but they do give you clues. Like you can ask them for clues. Like the the head person at the at the front desk. Um, so we used a few clues. So but you cheated. 
No, everyone uses clues. You have unlimited clues. We're going to use some clues. I'm, I'm going to see. Yeah, actually, when you go for the very first time, come back and tell me your experience. Let me know the name of the place uh, because mm-hmm. it'd be great. Yeah. I'd love to go and do that. Yeah, it's so much fun. By the way, I saw you on social media chilling with Lil' Kim. When, when was that? Um... I mean, probably a couple years, a few years ago before COVID for sure. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but it's her birthday, so you know we'll be talking about her in the Raw Report as well. Love it. Raw Report coming up at the top of the hour, but right now we got a seven series to get to. Andy, drop it. Come on. One topic, seven answers. Seven answers. It's time for the seven series, seven series. on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. We've got a lot to talk about. It will be easy to throw in the towel. I'm telling you, I got friends that got no problem only taking care of those people in their circle and blocking out the rest of the world, but I don't have that luxury, nor would I want to. That's why the seven series tonight is seven reasons why I refuse to give up on us. Last week, I told you why God needs to just come back and end this whole thing for real, but tonight. I'm giving you the other side, okay? I still have hope. Like I said, I'm a hope dealer like the queen tonight. 1-800-920-1580. Seven reasons why I refuse to give up on us. Number one is obvious because God is real, man. Real. I had to start with this one. We African Americans have had it tough, but I still believe the delivery of our long-awaited riches are imminent. And are you ready to drop this? Because I want them to hear this, okay? And not just monetarily, by the way. I mean peace as well. And here's why. A loyal listener sent me this over the weekend. I just had to bring it to my beautiful audience. I want you to all hear it in its entirety. Caucasian Alabama pastor John Kilpatrick made these comments a while back, and apparently the sermon caught fire again recently for good reason. Check out what he says about us to his predominantly white church in, yes, Alabama. Listen. African-American people in America. I think how they were taken against their wills, put in the belly of ships, brought over here, beat, cussed. Many of them died in the guts of those ships, thrown overboard. They were pulled from families over there. You ain't never heard a gut-wrenching song you hear a black person sing one of those old black Negro spirituals. Nobody knows. I can't sing it like that, see, because I hadn't experienced what they be. When you've experienced hell, it comes out of the voice. I say, when you experience hell, it comes out of the voice. If you're one of those people that you got problem with black people or whatever, you better shut your mouth because they're God's people. You better hear what I'm saying to you. You shut your mu- You better shut your white mouth. That's your white mouth. <clears throat> Everybody's applauding in here. You better shut your white mouth. I'm not kidding you. I know some of you is raised in the deep south and you is raised by prejudiced people and bigoted people. You better get that out of your system. You better get it out of your system. It'll cause you to suffer right along with those masters. It'll cause you to suffer right along with them. These are God's people. And I know that there's wicked and white races and wicked and black races and all that. I'm not justifying none of that stuff. I'm just saying God knows what happened to the black race. He knows how they wound up over here. And God is going to reimburse the black people for all their trouble and all their labor. You watch what I tell you. Watch what I tell you. I'll tell you, that's the call of the night right there. That was powerful. That's in Alabama. Wow. Alabama. There's standing Mm -hmm. ovations going on up Mm -hmm. in here. 
Is that the best clip we ever played on this Ooh, show? Yeah, that one. I didn't know where we were going with it, but wow. Can you believe that? Yeah, no, I can't. I mean, he 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 came straight for them. Wow. Do you buy it? Yeah, why wouldn't I? Do you think the people in this church will buy it? Um, depends on on you know how they look to him for leadership. Right. You know, do they really some people really look to their pastor for as as a leader. And if you know, if he says something that sounds like it's right, then they'll follow suit. But, you know, if that's just somewhere you go to church, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and the man and the man up there, he's not even your pastor, but the man is speaking then you probably don't take it to heart. Uh, if you see the video and for those that haven't seen it, go to YouTube and look up John Kilpatrick racism or whatever. Trust me, it'll pop mm-hmm. up. I okay. promise you. You should see the looks on the faces. Mm-hmm. of the okay. parishioners and uh when was this i don't know okay it wasn't recent it was a few years ago i believe okay but it popped back up on twitter and someone sent it to me and said look have you ever seen this and mm. i said no i said oh my god wow that's why when people say man white people they don't they don't have our best interests at heart and uh, they just want to get us out of here and i go that might be true to a certain extent but i'm telling you there's some good white people out there mm-hmm. that are on this journey with us yeah. that do believe in multiculturalism, that do believe in, in um, patriotism and balance in this country. There's a lot of good white people out there. And he's one of them. I couldn't wait for you to hear that. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. It's now, it's saved in my file, mm. trust me. <laughs> uh, seven reasons why I refuse to give up on us. Here's number two, 2045. We're going to do it again? You all know it too well by now. It's the year I've been preparing you for when America officially becomes a majority-minority country. I told you in the 7 Series last week that it is inevitable and God needs to come and save us before that time of potential mayhem. But here's the thing. It's also an opportunity, though. Could you imagine if all of the, the racial minorities in this country banded together to nominate and elect people who assuredly have our best interests at heart? People who understand the plight of people of color. It could change the electorate immediately. And by the way, it's still possible. Likely? No. <laughs> Probable? Maybe. That's the second reason why I refuse to give up on us. Is that possible? <laughs> by the look on your face, no. <laughs> I'm saying African Americans, Latinos, Asians, Punjabi, mm. all of us coming together going, let's get some people in there that's going to take care of us. Not, it's not that it's not possible. We just have to get on on the same accord. And like I've been saying, um, it's about, first and foremost, I believe it's about education, mm-hmm. educating our people. Can we all, can we just as black people get on one accord first? And then we can, you know, we can look to others to kind of join us. But yeah, I think that, is it possible? Of course, because, you know, I think all things <laughs> to some degree, to some degree are possible, but uh, it would take a lot of work. And KBLA is here to do a lot of the heavy lifting. That is for sure. That's right. More on that later in the 7 Series. Right now, news and traffic, Danny Mo Show, KBLA. Y'all stay right there. Nighttime is the right time for Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to the Danny Morrison Show exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter what people say, Keys to my late total park. Then I jumps out the zone. 
Little Kim or girls making faces like Ace and Tor. And my VAD, GIRLS is in the stretch. Ellis ain't shit you could tell us. Even got some of these niggas. You must check it out. The Tim O'Finn show on KBLA Talk 1580. Yeah. Robin and I right now are dancing salsa. Right now. Blushing at the same time. That's Lil' Kim, right? That is Lil' Kim. Yeah. Your friend that you was hanging out with recently. Let's get back to the seven series. So seven reasons why I refuse to give up on us. One is God is real. Two is 2045. Here's number three. The next wave of voices are coming. Listen, simply put, millennials are our most politically apathetic generation of all time. They are. Practically every statistic and poll proves it as a whole. They are not politically engaged by any stretch of the imagination. But here's the thing. They are. Our, our most technologically savvy generation know. And if we, meaning they, can somehow find a way to impact the political landscape with grassroots digital and social campaigns by tapping into those technological talents instead of being dependent on old school and or traditional techniques, it could change the game. We just need our next savior to spearhead the uprising. <laughs> and that's the third reason why I refuse to give up on us. Why do you think that is? Why do you think we need someone, we need uh, a leader in the forefront? Unfortunately, in the African-American community, we always look for a leader. I don't know why that is. Mm -hmm. We've just always sought out somebody to lead us. Why is that? Yeah. Do you feel like it's the same thing with uh, this newer generation? No, I think they're very much independent, okay. which I think is part of the problem. The okay. Way. I know we've we've talked uh, a few times and we've tried to... Uh, we tried to pin, you know, uh, one of the leaders, but I don't I, I really don't know who that is. <laughs> you know, uh, we, we've named a few people, but just RZA. Yeah. I mean, we, we've we've said a few a few people, but I just don't know who would be that person for this upcoming uh, generation. It unfortunately has to be somebody with some influence, uh, probably somebody that um, is in the music industry. Let's keep it real. Um I read an article recently. Some some wrestler is going off on Rihanna, saying that she has too much money and too much influence when she doesn't write one song, she doesn't play one instrument, mm. and he was really upset about her influence. You wow. know? Yeah. Unfortunately, none of that matters. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, she has a a talent. You have to give her that. You know what I mean? And, and that's what I don't like. I think when we talk about artistry, and you know, we, we've we've talked about this before, R and B versus hip hop. It doesn't matter. R and B is 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 you uh, you lending your gift vocally, right? right? Um, versus writing hip, you know, in, in the hip hop world, your write your writing is your gift. You know, the delivery is cool, but the writing is really your gift. And and I think that's why people put such an emphasis on you know writers and and have a problem with ghost writing when it comes to rappers. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, I don't want to get too far off base here, but like somebody like Whitney Houston, who was born with that voice. Okay, it was a gift given to her. Mm -hmm. She cultivated that talent, made it the greatest voice of all time. When it comes to rappers that can really spit, can really write, mm -hmm. there's a whole segment of population in this country that do not consider that to be a talent. They think rap music is garbage. Mm -hmm. I, that ain't music, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's poetry on every level. Yeah, absolutely. But they don't see it the same way. Mm. But when I was saying about musical influences, I went and saw the Elvis film a few days ago. Okay. can't believe I did, but I wanted to see something, and I was really curious because I had heard that they were giving love to the black community. I got to tell you, I don't know how accurate the actual film is. <laughs> 
but they made it very clear he was heavily influenced by us. Mm. I didn't know that when they were given the polio vaccine years ago, mm. he did it on camera. It influenced an entire generation of young people to go and get the same vaccine. Mm. Okay. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that either. I, so it's like, I think the same thing would happen today, it, be it politics, be it vaccines, be it, I mean, we saw it with the vaccine, that, with the COVID 19 vaccine. Yeah. I think they need a, a, a champion of sorts. Yeah. To say, I did it, you should do it too. I, I think agree. Cardi B kind of took that role a little bit when it came to the vote. She did, and she was ridiculed for it. You know, people, but I, I still had to give her props. I'm like, you know, Cardi B, uh, She's she's sort of fearless in that way, and I respect that. And um, and then just because you are, uh, you know, in in a lane that people have gotten to know you uh, in, it doesn't mean that you can't switch switch lanes Come either. On. You know, so um, I had and she has influence. Let's be honest, the girl has influence, woman. So um, yeah, you could people people really hated on her though. Candace Owens was going in on her though. They, she still does. <laughs> she still does. Man, straight calling her ignorant. Yep. Let's continue with the seven series, though, okay? Seven reasons why I refuse to give up on us. Here's number four. Uh, the baby boomers are dying. No disrespect to the baby boomers that may listen to this program, but those elderly Caucasian baby boomers that still harbor resentment towards black people will mostly be gone in 20 years or so. Each day, check this out, more than 10,000 people within that generation reaches the age of 65. And I have long believed that once they are gone, true change can begin. We just need to make sure that during the next two decades, we are installing politicians and implementing systems and policies that will make a more multicultural society possible. And that clock is ticking. Although that conservative Supreme Court will stifle our progress, or at least try to. It's the fourth reason why I refuse to give up on us. I was watching, um, here's my... I'm, I'm I'm kind of ashamed to say it, but Don't it's, be ashamed. It's, it's actually fascinating. I watched some of those uh, Karen pages. Oh my god! They are hysterical. They're fascinating. They're entertaining, but they also make you angry. And uh, because they're real. Yeah, they're they're real. They're happening in in real time. You know, like today, day to day, they're literally posting things that happen on a daily basis. And so, uh, you know, that's sort of my guilty pleasure, I guess, a little bit. And uh, I was watching this young, young uh, white lady. She was probably in her late 20s, early 30s. And she was in Huntington Beach. And she there was a gay pride flag mm-hmm. um, that someone had uh, erected in, in Huntington Beach. She was livid. She was livid. This is America. The, you know, she was going on some tangent that didn't even really make sense. Right. But she was just upset at the fact that, you know, there's a, 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 a pride flag, you know, waving. And um, it just I thought I actually thought at that moment, you know, she's so young. You're, you must have gotten this maybe from your parents or, you know. So though you're talking about that generation dying down at some point yeah they're still lingering right i do think it's getting better that maybe that's the hope in me or the optimist in me i'm not sure but i do think that we have a lot of white progressives and that's refreshing you know um to me whether they are and and miss queenie who joined us on the Mm -hmm. show a couple of times is a uh she's an example of letting us in on what she's doing and what white people are doing to uh, to join our movement. You know, so I think progress, we do have a lot of progressives who are on our side willing to uh, push for our movement. For the audience that doesn't know who 
Queenie is. Could you break yeah, them Miss, down just a little bit on, on her class and everything? Miss Miss Queenie uh, is a, she's a brilliant woman, and she started a an organization. It's a nonprofit called Black. Initially, it was Black School to really teach Black kids about their heritage and um, you know just to kind of give them confidence and pride in who who they are in our history. But then she she also from that there was a subsidiary that subsidiary that she created called Black School for White People. Mm. And uh, that was that's it's still going on. It's very powerful. She started doing classes during the pandemic, um, you know, to educate white people when when a lot of white people think that they're doing good by us. She was like, well, let me really show you. Let me really educate you on how you're helping and how you could not be, you know, at the same time. If you think you are, sometimes you're not really helping. Right. So she she created this organization and it's doing really well. She's had thousands and thousands of people from all around the world really, who've joined her her classes, her Zoom classes to really find out, number one, get educated on, uh, you know, what's really going on, what they can do to contribute to use their voices, their platforms, their resources, and um, and then you know t- take it from there and, and and take it into their own community. So that that is all Miss Queenie, and she's still uh, she's still doing that to this day. So how could we not have some semblance of hope, seeing that there is a bunch of white people that are willing to pay yeah. thousands of dollars, by the way, right, to learn more about us and our plate, yeah, well, and, the- and to enhance race relations long term. This is why I have hope because you see things like I think it's really a part of it is on us. A part of us, we need to keep uh, our exposure very wide. We need to uh, mm-hmm. keep our eyes open and understand that things are happening. It's just it, it's your finger on the pulse, right? Are you are you really taking heed to what's going on around? Are you opening your eyes? Are you reading? Are you understanding what's happening? Because if you're not, you're always going to think everybody's against us. You know, nothing is, is going to come of this when, in fact, the truth is there are people, not just white people, but all kind of other uh, people from different cultures and ethnicities, people who are uh, behind us, joining us, you, like I said, using their platform with us. Um, but again, you have to be exposed in order to know that. Well said. The problem is uh, when we have our finger on the pulse, that finger has been bitten so many times, so many times. But you're right. We can't stop. Mm-hmm. 1-800-920-1580 1-800-920-1580 7 Series continues on the other side Danny Mo Show, stay there From Bakersfield to Los Angeles By George and Wheezy Danny Morrison is moving on up At KBLA Talk 1580 Now back to more of the Danny Morrison Show On KBLA Talk 1580 Shout out to Ken For using self-destruction As the bed on that promo That's what I'm talking One of my all-timers, man Appreciate you, man. I know you listening, too. Seven reasons why I refuse to give up on us. One was God is real. Two is 2045. Three is the next wave of voices are coming. Four is the baby boomers are dying. Here's number five. White nationalism is failing. I told, what was his name? Uh, Jose Jesus? What was his name last Uh, week? uh, Julio. Julio! That call last week, he calls a number of shows, apparently, here at KBLA and gives everybody a hard time with his conservative views. I was telling him last week, Trump lost by 7 million votes. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson just resigned. Dozens of his conservative colleagues quit over his string of scandals. 
The January 6th hearing are exposing Trump's role in the insurrection at the Capitol. 876 people have been charged for their role in the insurrection so far. Trump's sycophants are turning on him. Steve Bannon is in the baddest box to testify. White nationalism isn't going away, but we might be seeing the beginning of the beginning of it having a stranglehold on this generation of politicians. The conservatives in the UK had the huevos to step up and do the right thing. We will now wait to see if Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, and Steve Scalise have the guts to do the same thing, even though I doubt it, because they're cowards. That is the fifth reason why I refuse to give up on us. Yes? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sound good, Jay, sound good. Here's number six. We just kind of briefly touched on it. Woke whiteness. Yeah, I hate the term too, by the way. Can't stand it, actually. But it does apply somewhat, because I know some good white people that have awoken and have no problem sticking their necks out for us. When I attend Black Lives Matter rallies, I tend to see more white and Hispanic people than us. Real talk. You guys ever been to one? Yes. And we we in the the minority in the minority. I'm telling you. They are down for the cause. We need to expand our tent and pool our resources together to really make an impact. And that's the sixth reason why I refuse to give up on us. That's true. They they uh, They are out there in these streets with us. Hugging us. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You start praying, they clasp your hand. Come here, give me your hand. You know what a lot of it is too? A, a lot of uh, a lot of others have black children. Yes. So they have to get more involved um, for the sake of their, you know, a lot of black boys, you know, um, black children in general. But, you know, if you're raising a black son, it's a lot different in this day and age. So you have white and, and, I, and I'm only saying that. I'm assuming that this is a um, this is a, a probably a very prevalent thing because of my own eyes. What I what I've witnessed, moms out there holding their sons, and I'm like, oh, okay, this means a lot to you because you have a black son. So you're okay with that? What's that? Because there's some black women out there got a big old problem with seeing that. With seeing what? Seeing them seeing them with a half black child. I don't. I, why? I, I don't I, understand I don't, I don't why either. that would even be a thing. And then, then they say, you don't even know how to do that little girl's hair. What you having babies with a black it's, man for? You don't even know how to do her hair. But it, it's the thing that, that I don't understand about that is from what you're saying, okay, if black people have a problem with or black women have a problem with white people against us, that's a, that's an issue for sure. No right? doubt. But black people who love us, that's still a problem. Black people who love us enough to like love love the, our men, love, you know, have children with our men. Um, f- fight for black people, you know, use their voices for black people. We still have a problem with that. I'm confused on that one. You're saying. So I'm saying if black, because you just said black women, there are some black women who don't like when white women have kids with Correct. black men. So I'm saying we have, so in, in if that's the case, we have a problem when white people don't like us. Right. But we also have a problem with white people who love uh... us enough. To have kids with... I think they would say, you could love us without dating us. <laughs> I don't know. You're not going to change the minds of those people. How about way. you, though, Danny? I have biracial children. Okay, so, so because I, I understand that, but I'm saying from a black person's, pers- from a black woman's perspective, you're saying uh, that black women have a problem with with that we don't have the kind of time that i could get in dissecting this entire conversation okay well maybe we could come back to it because i'm really interested in digging into that but i'm telling you as a man that has been known to date interracially i used to get hell from Mm -hmm. black women for doing it yeah hell 
You ain't got that kind of time. That's a different conversation for a different night, though. When we come forward, uh, number seven in the seven series, probably the most important, and it involves KBLA. Y'all stay right there. Nighttime is the right time for Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. Real talk, real time, the gospel truth. You're listening to the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. Yeah, man, inside the 7 Series, 7 Reasons Why I Refuse to Give Up on Us. Here's number 7, Muy Importante. KBLA Talk 1580 exists. That's why I refuse to give up on us. Check it out. Not to toot our own horn, y'all. But as I mentioned in my opening monologue, a widely respected public opinion research and public policy consulting firm based in Los Angeles named Eviterus found that our own KBLA Talk 1580 is the most trusted, credible, and reliable source of information for African Americans in Los Angeles. Shout out to Tavis Smiley for changing the game in media and realizing the dream of having a conduit custom-made for us. And this is a big deal. Make no mistake. There is some huge juggernaut talk radio stations here in Los Angeles like KFI and KABC that have been in the talk radio game for decades. Their recipe is very much baked in on what they represent, though. As a matter of fact, I got some some information in here. Additional info. L.A. has almost 200 radio stations, and only two of them are black-owned, KJLH and KBLA. And this survey from Eviterus results uh, demonstrate that KBLA Talk 1580 fills an important gap in the current media landscape, providing programming and content that is well aligned with the priorities and preferences of African-American and black audiences in the Los Angeles media market and beyond. It goes on to say, notably, respondents selected KBLA as the most credible, trustworthy, and reliable sources of information relative to competitors in the Southern California radio market. As you all know, for years, my entire life for show, talk radio has been all day, all night, and all white. And inside this survey, there's only five black-owned radio stations in the country, and including 71% who found the issue very concerning that there are so few black-owned radio stations in the country and in keeping with this finding a significant portion of black audiences 60 percent are more likely to listen to talk radio that is unapologetically progressive how awesome is that conversely just under three in ten 29 percent are more likely to listen to talk radio focused on conservative perspectives contrary to popular belief so check this out how amazing is it that only after one year kbla talk 50 1580 can launch the only black-owned and operated talk radio station west of the Mississippi and make an immediate impact. It's groundbreaking, for real. In 2022 and beyond, this radio station as the anchor, along with a multitude of other media platforms, are finally in a position to fight. We get to share our own stories. We get to uplift our own voices. And we get to mobilize our own people. We are the elixir to what ails media in 2022. And we will always work to continue being the most trusted, credible, and reliable source of information. You need a strong, progressive voice for the future. Shout out to Tavis Smiley and the entire KBLA family. And shout out to all of you that have invested your time, your energy, your clicks, your shares, and more into making this venture a successful one. We appreciate you. That's the seventh and final reason where I refuse to give up on us. Robin's thoughts in a few. This is the Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580, news and traffic now. KBLA 1580, Santa Monica. And teachers, how can you spark great learning experiences in your classrooms today? Join at thinkitup.org. 
forces to come in and rain on our parade regardless of how good things are going why do we do that I, I you don't, don't do that <laughs> you gotta turn it off you have to shut it down whoever told you that earlier was right you know i can't it's my job <laughs> i can't shut off social media robin there's a way you can filter it i don't know if i want to okay well then I, i'm not sure i want to okay all I know is it's time for the Rob Report, Andy. Let's go. Come on. You ready? It's the queen of royal badness. It's time for the Rob Report with Robin A. Highlighting people and things you should know about. From entrepreneurs and entertainers to money and meditation. Robin's got you covered. Get out of here. Follow Robin at Robin Ayers. You're listening to The Rob Report on The Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. Robin's got a lot to talk about. Well, happy birthday, Lil' Kim. Can Shout I out guess to how Lil Kemp. Uh, I'd be, um, I'd be curious to see if you get it right. Okay, her and Biggie were the same age. Okay. Biggie died in ninety six, ninety seven, ninety seven, ninety seven. Biggie died at the age of twenty five. Is that right? Was he twenty five? I think so. Okay. We'd we'll have to look that. that up. Okay. So don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to follow you, see it's if you can get it. 2022. Okay, come on, math. That's 25 years later. <laughs> I'm going to make a guess that she's 50 years old. Right. That's no, wrong? That is wrong. That is wrong. Um, she is 48. Wow. So she was younger than Biggie. But was Biggie, I don't know if Biggie well, was 25 when he I don't know if he was 25. I, maybe he was 24. He couldn't have been 23. I thought, I thought he, he was and like Pac around were the 24. same age, right? I 
I don't know. We'll have to look that up. Okay. We'll look that up. Okay. But um, but I mean, you were in the roundhouse, but you know, don't don't age her like that. I mean, I she's still you know in her her the latter part of her forties, still in, in that forty, uh, age group. I think a uh, little Kim is still still doing you know doing the thing. You know what I'm saying? She's still relevant. She still looks good. Um, I'm, I'm sick of that robotic thing she does though. I she's I think she it's overkill. She when whenever she's performing, she does that whole. I don't know what that is. I think she she did it one time. She did it in a video. I can't remember. I, it, it might be how many licks she did it in. Which video was that? I don't know what video it was, but she was doing the thing, and I think people caught on to it and um, somewhat made fun of her, somewhat, you know, just called it the little Kim, you know, whatever it was. They stamped her with it, and now it's become her thing, and I can't stand it. It looks really bad. I need people to leave her alone. Well, yeah, that definitely leave her alone. Listen, Lil Kim, Lil Short Four Eleven, Lil Kim. Um, she she is a legend. She is uh, an icon. Period. You can't you cannot deny. She's given us uh, five studio albums. She's given us multiple awards, incredible collaborations, groundbreaking fashionable trends. You cannot deny that. Lil Kim was one of the first. I don't know about that. No, listen to me. Listen to me. You you in the business, so you I'm would in, know. I'm in the business, and I and I know music, and I paid attention. And I used to be in fashion. That's what Keep I'm talking mind, about. That, that you were was, in that industry. Yeah, so, that, so fashion was my first love. And um, she was. She was one of the first. She was doing the, the colored wigs and, you know, even, do you remember uh, Crush, uh, Crush on You? Of course. God, the she video. was a baddie in that video. Lil' Kim was a baddie, period. Period. She just was, she she looked so great back then. And I, it's so unfortunate that she did not uh, believe it, that she didn't know it. We'll get into that in, in a second. But uh, she was, she was one of the first to really kind of um, introduce some of those styles and just be all in. She wore the bikini with the, you know, um, the, the furs and yeah. the colored furs and, again, the wigs. And look at Nicki Minaj does it now. Um, I mean, you have a ton of people who do that Pretty now. Pretty much all of the African-American entertainers. Yeah, and and non-entertainers. Yeah. The black the black community has now, because it's it's more accessible, you know, first it was you had to have a lot of money in order to experience some of those luxuries and um, and all of that. But now um, everybody can do it. And, and I think that Lil' Kim is one of the people that we can thank for that. So, when, when you put it in that way, mm-hmm. when you talk about the wigs and you talk about the makeup, and I remember she, I forgot which uh, awards show she showed up with the pasty. Yeah. And her boob was out. Yep. I was like, man, y'all, she shouldn't do that. The VMAs, the thank VMAs. you. Um, I only watched it about a thousand times. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> she was a daring artist is what she was. Absolutely. And we just thought she was the most vulgar thing ever. Today, she'd be PG-13 today. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, she was definitely vulgar for back then. Um, but she, remember, she put us up on a lot of the luxury uh, brands as well. Because we, we weren't even knowing what certain uh, brands were until she would mention it in a song. And um, she put a lot, of, a lot of these designers, you know, up... She 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 gave them credit and she definitely let us know who they were. And so, yeah, we have to give Lil' Kim her flowers while she's here. And so it's unfortunate, though, that all Say of it. that gets overshadowed by Say it. this uh, this surgery. Um, it's a it's a constant. Not, it's a nonstop uh, surgery that she's had and it's and, and there's a, actually a lot of people who have done this but they are saying that and we'll talk about her now but they're saying that back in 2004 or 14 Lil Kim uh she was 
abused really badly in that because she and she actually said this, that she was in a bad relationship where she was abused, that she had she had to get uh, reconstructive surgery. True. And that's what initially started it. Yep. And that's but a lot of the times that is what starts it because you might like something and then you're like, okay, let me go a little bit further. Let me go a little bit more. Michael Jackson is case in point. Mm -hmm. His entire family talked about how big his nose was, how big his head was, and how ugly he was. And I guess he had a bad acne problem when he was Mm -hmm. a kid. And Michael did the same. Body dysmorphia is a real thing. Yeah, yeah. And they did that to little Kim. That's why I don't know why people make fun of her. Yeah, they they did that. The public has done that to her. They, uh, Well, Lil' Kim, or excuse me, not Lil' Kim, Kim Burley, Kim uh, Kardashian is another one. She didn't start off with all of that, uh, that wagon back there. She didn't start off with all of that. We, we, we've seen the video with Ray J. We know that she didn't was, start out with that. Yeah, I mean, she, but it's it's another thing. When Whenever you start, you get used to it. You like what you see. You like the attention, and then it grows from there. So why doesn't she just admit it that, that she had some work done back then? She still stands today and says that she's never had work done. She said, what, I don't think that she says that she hasn't had work done. She says that her butt is not fake. It so, is! But... What she's saying it's is wordplay. Is wordplay because she is. Uh, it's using her own. Now we know what it is. It's a BBL before a BBL was even known. So there's no implants, right? But it's still her butt per se, right? Because that is a cop out. I mean, we gonna look at it. Make no mistake. I mean, <laughs> it could be it could be full of gasoline. We don't care. <laughs> Not gasoline. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I did say wagon. I mean, you, put I mean, you know what I'm saying? We, wagon, we, we uh, go uh, look. Okay. <laughs> 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, more Raw Report on what's going on, what's popping, what's trending. Danny Morrison Show. Y'all stay right there. From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. Like George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to the Danny Morrison Show exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. You're also inside the Raw Report. I failed to ask uh, Miss Robin Ayers here what she thought about that Eviterus survey. Oh, my gosh. It's incredible. What they found yeah. was absolutely incredible. And it's, I, I can't describe how proud I am, mm. really, to be a, a, a part and a family member now of KBLA Talk 1580 with these kind of numbers in this type of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, first of all, I don't know anyone else is really who's doing something like this, who's no you know conducting uh, these surveys like this to find out this type of information, to find that we're the most credible, we're the most trustworthy and reliable source. I mean, come on, it's big time. It, it is. It's it's big time, and like I said, um, it's a blessing to be a part of it, and it, it gives me um, great joy in knowing that the uh that our, our people who are listening to us feel this way i mean this came right from them this exactly came from right. you you all i mean you all have listened to us and the station and 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 uh you know you feel that we are credible trust trustworthy and reliable and that feels incredible yeah i think when we listen to the competitors mm-hmm. you know i've been listening to to radio for a long time talk radio for a long time but when i come down to los angeles i used to listen to kfi all the time mm-hmm. and it's a strong signal but while I was watching, while I was listening, I never thought that they were talking to me. Mm. Never. Even okay. when they talked about us. Matter of fact, they would use us as a ruse sometime, you know, just yeah. to make fun of us so that their base would feel better mm-hmm. about, it seems like, about disliking us. Mm. It's nice to know that there is now KBLA 
a radio station that we can listen to and we know that the, the words that come out of the mouths at this radio station, yeah. the reports that come out are going to be about us. Absolutely. From us, for us, by us. There's yeah. no slant. There's no hidden message, mm -hmm. no hidden agenda, mm -hmm. no ulterior motives. It's about us for us. Yeah. And that is the greatness. Absolutely. It's it's 100% uh, true. And I have to say, I, I not only uh, am a voice here, but I'm a listener of KBLA 1580. I listen to everyone's show just as a, you know, when I'm at home, when I'm driving, I'll listen in so that I can be fed as well and find out what's going on. If, I, if I'm not up on it already, I mean, because, you know, the, we, we cover such a wide variety of topics. So if I don't know something, I'm like, let me tap in real fast. Facts. And so uh, I, I, I always learn something and I've gotten a lot smarter just listening to the station. You so. ain't got smart on music, but we ain't going to get into that. <laughs> what you mean? Them what talking you talking about? Talking about the versus battle. We ain't going to get into that. <laughs> mess with you. <laughs> I'm hater listening. the hater has come out uh so we were talking about Lil kim and how unfortunately um body uh, dysmorphia is what i guess you can say that she's got it i, I guess what do you, you can, mean we guess we can i guess say. i guess you can say it's that it's obvious okay you well, know what sucks is little kim kind of I mean, excuse me Nicki minaj kind of went through the same thing yeah she did she talked about that she recently. says that when she first got with young money they were saying you need more booty you need more she heard it all over the place what did she do she went and got it. She went and got more booty. Yeah, she did. And um, so at the, I don't know if you watched the, you you actually were over at the, um, the state, it's not the Staples Center. What is it now? Oh, the uh, uh, Crypto.com crypto arena. arena. Right. Okay. I just so, call it the Crypto. Okay. The Crypto. So you were over there uh, during the BET Awards and uh, Lil' Kim actually performed at the, at the awards. She did her famous little <laughs> robotic robot move. Right <laughs> But, you know, they slammed her, and they slam her wherever she goes. And I think it's because, obviously, it's overkill. And we liked Lil' Kim, the old Lil' Kim. We liked her body. We liked her face. I mean, she looked like a – how do I say it? Say it. it. Don't say them words. She just looked like a – she looked like one of us. She looked like a like a, an around-the-way girl. There you go. Somebody who I know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who just made it out the hood and yeah. somebody who's doing some amazing things. Yeah, you're right. Back then on the Crush On You days and the How Many Licks days and mm -hmm. the Not Tonight remix. Oh, man, I love that video, mm -hmm. by the way. Mm -hmm. She was never too made up. Right. She didn't have a whole lot of nonsense on her body. She, didn't have, she wasn't overly done fashion-wise. She yeah. just looked like a regular girl to have bars. Yeah. And people don't give her credit for that verse in the quiet storm that re Oh, oh, what? Oh. That mob deep. Oh, my goodness. And you got to try to pull that up at the bottom of the hour. That verse from Mob Deep, the remix, is quite possibly. One of her best. The you think best the verse best? by a FMC ever. Whoa. You heard what I said. Whoa. You heard what I said. Wow. Now, now, come on. Nicki Minaj on, on Kanye's Monster. Is a monster. It is, is next level. <laughs> it is next level. I ain't on front. <laughs> it's right there. Uh huh. I'm telling you, Lil Kim, Mob Deep, Quiet Storm remix mm -hmm. is arguably number one. I can say that when that song comes on, Woo! people don't know how to act. Woo! It is, yeah, no, it is. It is definitely a, one of those certified. Uh, songs number one. The record is incredible, but then you're right. Her her verse on there is just is. It's next level. 
Um, but yeah, she can't get away from it. People are going to be talking about her, I think, forever. And it's unfortunate she's done so much in the music business. And I think she deserves her flowers and that we give her kudos and leave Lil' Kim alone. They won't. I know. And for the record, I always try to check. It's young people doing it, though. I don't know why, because young people, we're the ones. I mean, we I mean, I'm, I'm I feel like I'm still in that, you know, in that generation. I'm young. You know, I'm, I'm right there. Uh, OK. <laughs> are, are you disagreeing? <laughs> are you disagreeing? When I say Ken? young, I'm talking. It seems like Gen Z. I always look and see if, okay. I, if I can see what type of person they are. It seems like young people. They don't understand. Well, it, for me, it feels like uh, the people like like us who grew up with Lil' Kim and, you know, listen to Lil' Kim, watch Lil' Kim, and we now see what she's done. The, the younger, anybody younger than us did not grow up with her the same way. They don't have the same appreciation. So they could just be looking at her and not like her body. That's fine. You're mm-hmm. you're uh, you're more than welcome to your own opinion. But I think the the people who have the most problem with the way she looks are the people like us who are, we played her albums, we probably purchased them, you know, watched her videos and things like that. I'm going to try to play contrarian. I don't want to, but, you know, we try to on this show. Is it fair when people say any black person that lightens their skin gets a nose job, straightens their hair, doesn't like us? They said the same thing about Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Is it fair? That's all I'm asking. Um, I, 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 it, yeah, is it fair? And could that be valid? Absolutely. It could be. The reason I'm not going to sign off on that as a blanket statement, which I, <laughs> you know, I, I really try to stay away from blanket statements because mm-hmm. it could be your own personal experience, your own journey, um, something that has happened to you. And I believe I'm trying to find this. Sammy Sosa. Yeah, that right. <laughs> I mean, that was that was major. Yeah. Lil Kim talked about um, feeling ugly, feeling like you know, I don't know that it's a hate for our people, hate for all of us, but for her specifically, she didn't think she was pretty, and ex boyfriends had told her she was ugly and didn't, and that she had a big nose and all of these different types of things. So if you if that's your personal journey, then you're gonna. That, that's going to affect you, and you're going to do what you have to do in order to lighten your skin or do whatever you need to do. I hear you. Uh-huh. But here's the pushback on that. Okay. Little Kim's never been dark-skinned. Right. Well, she was She's darker. She's probably the same color as us. She was darker than she is now. There's no doubt. Yeah. So why do you need to lighten your skin? If you think you had a big nose and get a nose job, go on, do you. Mm-hmm. If you don't like your hair, you want to straighten your hair out, go on, do you. It's all good. It's tough to sell the lightening of the skin, though. Right. And again, we don't know. Uh, we don't know her story. Especially when she's not even dark skinned. She wasn't. Yeah. So what? maybe something happened. Maybe she there was, uh, you know, some sort of um, something that happened with the surgery that had gone wrong. Maybe she needed to lighten that part up from a scar. Maybe. It, yeah, oh. I don't know. I'm, I'm reaching here. I, but. I love that you're trying, though, because <laughs> I, I try to defend her myself. I'm just trying to play contrarian here. I, and People I get upset that. about her. They yeah. go, nah, she don't like, she, she trying to be something. She, I go, you don't know her story. Yeah, you don't. We, we all, we literally, all of us are speculating. You know, I, I have that picture with Lil' Kim on my page, but I don't know Lil' Kim. I don't know. We're, we're not friends. I don't know her story. Y'all didn't hang out, drank a little something, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we um, was hanging, you know, but you know, we was hanging, <laughs> but, you know, um, I don't know her like that where, um, you know, I'm, <laughs> I know about her background or, or her innermost personal thoughts. I don't know any of that. So we're all speculating on Lil' Kim, you know, but 
you know, ultimately it's unfortunate. I'm looking at this picture of her right now. People are uh, referring to her as rotisserie chicken. They are, I mean, they're they're calling her all kinds of horrible names and not really understanding that Andy you're doing. Andy is laughing hysterically right oh now. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just not right. So imagine the hurt that she felt when um, to, to make her go this route, to make her go this far. Imagine now how she feels being ridiculed the way that she is and, and compared to meat. You get what I'm saying? I mean, can you imagine? You know what, Bob? I've seen her get interviewed maybe three times in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Most recently, she was on Nick Cannon's talk show that lasted about 20 minutes. Okay. But he never asked her about any of that. It's almost like we have to act as though that's not happening. It's as though she's not changing her body. I would love for somebody to just ask her, what happened? Mm. Just ask her. Yeah, I think um, someone who would have done it was probably Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams she definitely would have. Done would it. have. But, I, but I will say this. Um, maybe maybe he felt like it's not our business. Maybe, maybe. But we love her. We, we want to make sure she's well, okay. At, yeah, some of, some of us do, but some of us we're clowning her. Why would she want to open up to, to tell people her story when people get at her the way that they do? You see what I'm saying? This, and it's it's really, it, honestly and truly, it is none of our business what's going on in her mind and what made her make these decisions. I say it's our business because we want to make sure she's okay. That's the only reason. That's the only perspective I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Like when I see people clowning her, I've gotten on Twitter a couple of times, said a little something to people, like leave her alone. Mm-hmm. But <sighs> stories like that don't always end well. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure she's okay. Because I think she is one of our giants in hip-hop. Yeah, she is. And I don't care what any of these new femcs that have come out over the last 20 years are saying. You are influenced by Lil' Kim. You ain't got to admit it. Yeah. Nothing. And I love the fact. I give Cardi B a hard time on this show. She said for her new album she wants to do a duet with Lil' Kim. Yeah. That's what I'm talking. Nikki never did that. They were beefing for some stupid reason. Right. Cardi's like, no, we're gonna do a song together. I think it's just the uh, the fans, you know, pitting each other, you know, women against each other. I, I I hate when they do that. By the way, there's there is such a thing as enough space for you know multiple great f- female MCs. Why do we do that? We always have to. If a if a female comes out, got bars, balling. Mm-hmm. Meg The Stallion's probably on top right now. What's the first thing we do? Yeah, but she ain't Cardi. Yeah, but she ain't Lil' Kim. Right. Yeah, but she ain't Nikki. We always have to compare any woman in any genre, by the way, mm-hmm. to the next. Like Janet Jackson was at the Essence Fest recently. People were saying, yeah, but she can't dance like Beyonce. It's like, uh. <laughs> oh, my God. First of all, wrong. <laughs> but second of all, why why do we have to pit women against each other all the time? Yeah, I, I don't know why we do that. And... Um, I think it, it probably has something to do with the fact that we are or people are diehard fans of a certain artist. Right. There are. Did you see what was going on with Lil' Kim in uh, London? They're there for that. Uh, why is it the Verizon wireless? What is it? Verizon wireless? Um, I don't know. Is it a fest? Is it it's a, a, concert? It's a concert? Yeah, it's a, con- a concert fest. And she was there. She performed. And when I tell you there was someone who was taking a bird's eye view video, the streets were it was for a meet and greet and the streets were packed. I mean, it was unreal. The type of love that she had gotten. Uh, Nicki Minaj has some she calls them barbs. Oh, they they love her. They go wild. Her. You say anything negative about her? That's what I'm saying. So imagine when Nicki Minaj is on top and then Cardi B all of a sudden is coming out. And Cardi B is in her own lane. She's just a different, 
I mean, they they are very similar in a lot of ways, but there are different artists. Cardi's dominating right now. Cardi's. I I knew Cardi was going to be a, a star when I saw. You Cardi. thought she would be that big though. I didn't know that she would be this big, but I knew she was going to be a star. Okay. I knew she was going to be a big star. Even when she was on, was it Love and Hip Hop? Yeah, that's when I knew she was going to be a star. You knew she was going to be a star on that show? And the reason why is because uh, Cardi B is the the queen at being herself. We love people who can be authentic, and it's kind of funny, kind of, um, but it's inspiring that she can be so uh, transparent and just be so herself. We like that. N- that's number one. Number two, I noticed her voice right away. I hadn't even heard her... A, you know, rhyme off a bar at all on the show. Her, the tone in her voice, I was thinking, when she does a song, the tone in her voice it's, is... It's is, distinctive. Oh, is what it is. It's, it's unmatched. You know who it is, that's for sure. Yeah. 1-800-920-1580. News and traffic right now. More with the Raw Report on the other side. This is the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Nighttime is the right time for Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. Now back to more of the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. Not for blocks, do hard tops in the parking lot. Spare my rock like the spark a lot. Brooklyn style, speak for itself like a wrestler. Another notch under my belt. The embezzler, chrome treasurer, the UNO competitor. I'm 10 steps ahead of you. I'm a leader. Y'all, yeah, I'm some following Coming in this game on some modeling shit. It's up just to get to the top. I put a hundred percent in every line I drop. It's the Q to the B with the M O B B Queensbridge, Brooklyn, and with D double E P. Y'all wish I lived a life I lived. And yo, prodigy, uh, tell them uh, what this is done. Yo, it's the real. That is Lil Kim, Quiet Storm remix, Wild Deep, Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580. Look, that's the edited version. Oh my I like my hip hop grimy. I ain't gonna lie. You probably should go to YouTube. Let's do it uncut too after the show. But uh, uh, Nikki might have her on that monster though. <sighs> Upon <Yes>. further review. <laughs> Upon ooh, further review. That, um, that Nikki monster verse is quite the monster. Yeah, and, and Nikki, from what I understand, writes all of her rhymes. And I'm not saying she hasn't had help in, in, the, in the past, but she really writes. And so that is another reason why she goes hard in the paint. But I'll say this about Lil' Kim. I don't know anybody else... I don't know anybody else who can deliver the way that she delivers. When right. Lil' Kim, when she raps, you actually feel it. And she, you feel it. And I, I don't... I hope no one takes this wrong, but you feel it like a man is is dropping bars. I don't think that's a negative. Yeah. So, like, not... Because I'm saying that a female can be just as powerful, but I'm saying there's something about when a man drops, like, fire, you feel it a certain kind of way. And that's how I feel it when Lil' Kim is rapping. The most successful female MCs, and we'll get back to your raw report here. You take your Latifas. You take your MC Lights, you take your Lil' Kims, you take all of these MCs that attacked the mic. Some would say that's a male thing. I go, mm. no. There are more effeminate, feminine, I don't know. Um, I don't know what the right term is. Mm-hmm. Like Salt and Pepper back in the day. Yeah. They weren't attacking the mic. They were feminine right. on the mic, and, right. you know, but they were still flowing. Yeah. It's a different vibe. Yeah. And both are respected. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, there, there's there's lanes for both, and so uh, so that's that on Lil Kim. Give the woman her 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 flowers and leave her alone. And leave her alone, please, please. Um, moving on, Danny. They say you gotta watch who you hang out with. Oh my God, ain't that the truth? <laughs> watch who you hang around because uh, there is this video which I cannot play, and I'm so upset that I can't play it because of the <laughs> language in this video. But uh, there's a woman. Uh, there's a video that actually went viral because a woman is recording herself going off on her friend. Off. Her, she's she's going off on her friend who got caught stealing out of Macy's, and both of them were blamed. And now waiting for um, the police, I guess, to take them to the station or something like that. And so, what bothered me about this video is the friend uh, is like, "I don't care. I don't care." You know, she's just she's so, so flippant about the fact that she actually got caught stealing and. Had, and and the, the woman who's recording it, she's saying, listen, I just I just got back good with my baby daddy. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't need no problems. And right. she's saying, I guess maybe she's had her own troubles and battles because she says that uh, she doesn't want to get her kids taken away. So I think there's something deeper into her story, which we don't know. But this girl, her friend, has now put this in jeopardy, uh, her losing her kids in jeopardy. So you saw the video. What was your reaction to the video? Tough. You hang out, you hang around with people like that. You're, you're going to get it. That's the way it goes. You said tough, tough. I don't care. Mm. So let me get this straight. You know, your friends are foul. You know that they are up to no good. Mm. So you still want to hang out with them. You still want to shop with them. And when they do wrong, you want to come down on them. I cleared my circle out when I was a freaking teenager. I got time. I got friends mad at me right now because I told them we can't hang out no more. Oh, you don't care about the neighborhood no more. I love this neighborhood. You have decided to stay on that wrong path. Mm. We can't, I got too much to lose, man. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. So if your girlfriends, who you know are foul, mm-hmm. you still go into the mall with them, shopping with them, and they do something to put you in jeopardy, tough. Deal with it. Okay, so what What if um, <laughs> I'm going to share a little story with you because I'm curious. Because <laughs> I love your stories, girl. <laughs> what, what if you, for the most part, think your friends are cool? Your friends are good. They're not like troublemakers or anything like that. But, um, but, but the same situation happens. The friend who you feel is good wound up stealing something and then you get caught up. What happens? Do you say... Um, do you just go off on them and let bygones be bygones or do you um, cut them off as a friend because you're like if you can do something like that and get us both in trouble then who knows what you can do what you're capable of two things one I don't buy that you think someone has turned their life around and they are no longer up to no good I don't buy that and two if you call yourself my friend Mm -hmm. you know what I'm intertwined with my career my kids my life you're willing to put me in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. You ain't my friend to begin with. Get out of here. Hmm. Okay. Is that not fair? You're it's... willing to put my life in jeopardy? Yeah. So you can steal a coach bag? Get out of here. No, oh, that's that that's that's high end stealing. Okay, coach. Um, oh, what what was the girl stealing? I don't even know what she was stealing. I don't know what she stole. They never said because no. that girl was going all. But it was in Macy's. Um. So. Yeah, she was going off, and, and, and rightfully so. Again, especially if you feel like your children are uh, are you're in danger of losing your kids. You know, of course, you, you feel you feel pretty bad about that. So here's my story. 
Um, well, hold on. Without... I, need, I need a pillow and like a blanket <laughs> so, so I can get y'all cozy. some popcorn because this one's good. Mommy, tell me a story. <laughs> uh, I have a, a couple of friends who, this was back when I was in high school. Uh, myself, a couple of friends, we were driving up north to Palmdale when Palmdale wasn't really Palmdale th- that it is now. It was uh, it was more desert than anything else, but they had some, some larger stores. Target was one of them. Mm. So we were going to spend the night uh, at my friend's house and uh, we stopped at Target on the way. We were we were right there. Her The house was right there. But we were like, let's stop at Target. Right. And anyway, we go inside and um, I'm just walking around because I don't really get down like that. I don't steal or anything like that. Again, let me remind y'all, this is <laughs> high school. So I'm, you know, 16, 17 years old probably. And um, my friends are like stealing stuff. I see them stealing stuff. And I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm not stealing anything. That's not really my, my thing. At Target. At Target. Okay. So um, little, you know, deodorants. and. So I'm saying you it know, couldn't have been too much. It wasn't too much, no. But it was a lot of it, right? So, you know, some nail polish here, some lipsticks here, some shampoos and whatever. Why? Maybe. Just go with the story. I'm so, okay, Just I'm, go with the story. Wh- okay. Go with the story. I'm listening. So uh, one of my friends, I think she had filled up to capacity, and she was like, can you take this for me? Ooh, there it is, the moment of truth. And I, I was like, I was like, I don't want to, right? And she was like, it's just, a, you know, it, it was probably one or two two items, really small items. Accomplice, boom, right uh-huh, there. Absolutely. Look at you. You're so judgmental. I'm no, this is a fact. This is a fact. So I actually took it. I put no, I put it wherever I did. Didn't. I definitely did. I definitely did. Mm. Don't be judgmental because now I don't want to tell you my, the rest of my stories. Can you just sit there and? Uh, I, I got a story too. But go okay. ahead. Okay. All right. You know we all we've all been through <laughs> some things. All right. We've all done things that we're not proud of. And anyway, and my mom knows this story. So shout out to you, mom. Uh, especially <laughs> for how how things panned out. But I'll get there in a second. So we're walking out of Target and hey. Excuse me. Hey, stop. Like, you know, it's the security all of a sudden. I'm just like, oh, my whole body is just, oh, my goodness. And um, he stopped us. I think a couple of them brought us to the back, of course. And they took whatever my friends had and laid it all on the table. And that's when I was able to see how much in, like, overall we had all taken. Again, I took maybe two little small items, but they took a A lot. A mountain of. Yeah, it was a lot. And, um. So he's counting it up, of course, you know, because there there are levels to misdemeanor, Correct. you know, uh, felony, grand theft, you yeah. know, things like that. I don't think it was going to get to grand theft. No, definitely not. <laughs> I'm just saying that there are levels to stealing in the amounts. <laughs> right. So uh, he was wait. He called the police on us, and we're waiting. Uh, he for called the-, the cops. Absolutely. So we're sit. It's it's three of us. M- me, my two friends. We're sitting there, and uh, so this actually happened. This is where it gets good. All right. Okay. Hold right. that thought. Hold okay, that thought. Okay. 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 <laughs> You're so great at telling stories, I swear. 1-800-920-1580. Story time with Robin Ayers inside the Rob Report. Danny Morrison Show. Stay there. From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. From middays to nighttime. Like George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. Real talk. Real time. The gospel truth. You're listening to the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. Okay, hold on. I got to grab my pillow. 
because <laughs> I went and got some warm milk. We're inside story time right now with Ra. Now pull the blanket up. Pull the blanket up. Okay, I got you right now. And okay, finish the story and tell us how foul you were back in the day when you were a delinquent. So I'm in the middle of telling my story when my friends and I were caught stealing from Target. I only stole a couple of things. My two friends, they stole a lot of everything else. So anyway, we're sitting there in the three chairs in this back office waiting for the police to come and arrest us. So while the guy, the security guy is, you know, not far away, he is uh, counting, you know, <laughs> all of the things that we stole, counting up the the, um, the the value. So we're sitting there and we're mouthing to each other what the plan is because we can't go to jail, right? We're mouthing. What, is the plan to what are we going to do? We're trying to figure it out. Okay. So my one friend says, uh, to distract them, basically, <laughs> on the count of three. Y'all, like, set it off, boy. Seriously, it was something tough. like that. So on the count of three, she was like, I'm going to throw a chair, and we're going to run, or we're all going to run. It was something like that. This was a very long time ago, so I'm trying to remember distinctly <laughs> what happened. It was the dumbest plan I had ever heard in my life, but it, it was going to save me. I can't go to jail, right? So it was going to save me. I was going to run. You weren't going to go to jail, by the way. But, okay, this is what I'm thinking. My little young 16, 17-year-old mind. She says, so we're all literally getting ready to run out of this man's office. Is the door open or closed? The door is, I think, open. I think open. Because if it's open, you can pull it off. They're not going to chase you. Listen to the story, I'm just, I'm just I'm trying to take myself there. Go ahead. I'm looking at her. She's looking to both sides at me and, and our other friend. She says, one. She's mouthing it, right? And we can't talk loud. We're mouthing everything because he's sitting right there. Is he looking at you? No, he's looking at the products because he's counting it all up. So he's distracted for sure. She's like, I'm going to throw the chair and then we're going to run on the count of three. So she says, one, (laughs) two. And she says to this day that I ran on two when that's not what happened. I feel like I waited till three. I ran and no one moved. Oh, my God, you were the only no, one that No ran? chair was thrown. No one moved. I was the only one. And I'm like, what happened? The man gets up, grabs me, and he was like, oh, now I got to put you in handcuffs. So we weren't wow. in handcuffs initially. He sits me down, and I'm looking at them like, why didn't y'all throw oh, the chair? Wow. Why didn't they you, played you. Why didn't you run, you know? And they were like, you went too early. You went on too. And, you know, it was just this whole thing. Um, the police did come. They actually did take us down to uh, to the jail. Of course, we weren't, you know. They weren't going to We weren't going to. Yeah, we weren't that booked. That is a misdemeanor. But, yeah, it was enough to scare us, though. And it, and we're and I'm in Palmdale. Keep in mind, I'm 50 miles north of where I live. Yeah. And it's 10 o'clock at night. So mm. they have to call our parents to come pick us up. That is not a fun feeling. On a Friday Mom, night. Mom, Dad, how yes. was your trip? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't speak. I said, I want to plead my case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my father just shoved me in the calm of my face. It was terrible. I was I was so nervous. Uh, of course, they called my parents. I hadn't. Uh, I didn't have to call them myself. They called them for me. And uh, but my one friend. The funny thing about this is that she had money. She had money. She just did not want to spend it. And I feel like that's actually the story with a lot of people. They have enough money, to, but they're like, if I can just steal this and not have to spend it, yeah. you know, I can have my cake and eat it too. Very similar to my story that I will tell on the other side. Okay. I, I, want, I definitely want to hear it. What did your mother and father say? They came and picked me up from Palmdale. And on the ride home, it was complete silence. When we And I was just 
I was so ashamed. I was so, you know, I was upset at what I had done because I didn't need to do that. I didn't need to do it. When we got home, my mom said, the only reason I'm not uh, punishing you or I'm going to, you know, ground you is your report card came today and you got all A's. Go on then. You that are is smart delinquent. <laughs> <laughs> she got she ain't got no street smarts, but a she's smart, great with the books though. Smart delinquent. You the smartest girl in prison. Listen, I was so grateful that my report card came and I was so grateful that I got on track and you know, because remember I was I was, you know, ditching and stuff before, but I got on track, everything worked out. And so yeah, that is my my story of stealing. And I never stole ever again from that point. Fantastic. Fantastic story. 1-800-920-1580. I will tell you my story, which isn't as uh, beautiful and illustrious and entertaining as this lady's. <laughs> On the other side, Jerry, we see you as well. Danny Mo Show, stay there. Nighttime is the right time for Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to the Danny Morrison Show exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. You're also inside the Raw Report. Telling great stories tonight. Uh, she told you about a, a story about a, a young African American woman that uh, her friend was caught stealing at a Macy's. Target. Oh, oh, the the woman. Yes, at yeah, Macy's. At Macy's, and she was upset that her friend has now put her relationship with her baby daddy in jeopardy. Or and something. her kids. So you told your story. Here's mine. I was probably ten, nine or ten. Okay. I had two friends that were kind of rough around the edges. I don't want to put them down too much, right? Mm-hmm. So we didn't have a lot of money, as I've told you multiple times. We lived in the poorest neighborhood in Bakersfield, easily. So uh, my mother, uh, the first day of school was coming, and she said, we got to get you some shoes. Didn't have a lot of clothes, for sure, but we got to make sure you got some nice shoes. So there was a Payless shoe store. Do you remember Payless? Oh, yeah. Cheap, cheap shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, they lasted about 10 minutes, mm-hmm. but that's all we could afford back then. She gave me $25. She said, I want you to go to the mall, get you some shoes. Bring me my change. Mm. I was like, okay. So my two friends that shall remain nameless mm-hmm. said, we'll go, man. We want to go. I was like, come on, let's roll. So we get on the, uh, the city bus, ride to the mall. You know, we're doing our thing. As we're on the bus, the thought process begins with my friends. Mm-hmm. Check it out, D. We're sitting there talking, right? Because there was a new arcade. Now, mind you, I grew up when the arcades in the malls were big time. Mm-hmm. There was a place called Tilt Arcade inside our mall. And I'm telling you, everybody was in there. And every teenager from as far as the eye can see would always frequent that place. We'll steal your shoes. And we can use all 20 whatever dollars are left after your, your city bus fare. Oh, we can play video games with the rest of them. Wow. So I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. We going to do it. You ain't got to be a part of it. We going to do it because we know you don't get down like that and your mama will kill you if anything happens. We going to do it. Mm. All you got to do is be the lookout. (laughs) (laughs) Andy, don't laugh at me, man. And I go, I can't do it. So the whole time we're on the bus, it's like a 20-minute ride to Mm -hmm. the mall. They're like, what do you think? What do you think? So we get there and I go, I ain't got to do nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that you, I'm warming up to it because I'm like, man, you got like Dragon's Lair, my favorite video games. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm a bomb, this Pac-Man player, still undefeated all time, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would love it. Yeah. And that's a lot of coin. Twenty two dollars or so in yeah. in tokens. Yeah. That's a lot of coin. Mm-hmm. 
All right, let's do it. So we get off the bus. And they, they, they were like mafia members all of a sudden, plotting and strategizing <laughs> this whole thing. And I'm just looking. I, I'm a... I'm a little nappy-head boy from Cottonwood Road. I don't know what's going on. You know, I don't know nothing about this type of stuff. But they're plotting to strategize it, so uh, we're up against it. I will finish the story on the other side. But uh, Ooh. I want to know. I can't wait to hear. Looks like you and I both had crazy stories when we were kids. And right? there you were judging me. What are you talking about? You judged me. I, mine don't involve no cops, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you you were almost in the clink. <laughs> <laughs> News and traffic right now. My story continues on the other side. Jerry, we still see you. This is the Danny Mo Show. Stay there. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. Accident guys. Injured in a car accident or at work? The accident guys can come to you almost anywhere, so you don't have to come to us. Say habla espanol. Yeah, don't let nobody else up in his booth. Excuse me. Now that I have your attention, may I ask you this question? What image comes to mind when you hear the word homeless? Do you believe it to be solely a big city urban problem? A problem that only affects cities like Los Angeles and New York that have been inundated with panhandlers and tent encampments? What causes one to become houseless? And what strategies should be implemented to assist in helping people achieve and maintain housing stability? And do you believe having access to affordable housing should be a right in this country? Well, you've come to the right place. You're listening to L.A.'s all-new progressive talk radio station of the people, by the people, for the people. It's KBLA Talk 1580, and we've got you covered around the clock. Racism. We don't hate white people. We hate the oppressors, whether he be white, black, brown, or yellow. We got you. Miseducation. We got you. Gun violence. We have you covered. If you're afraid of socialism, you're afraid of yourself. A black-owned and operated evidence-based alternative radio station for progressive, open-minded people like you and me. Welcome home, L.A. We're all in this together. It's KBLA Talk 1580, broadcasting from the heart of L.A.'s Lamert Park. We've got a lot to talk about. You can't do it unless you believe that you can do it. <laughs> Like this and like that and like this, and uh, East Side Long Beach drop the hits, am I? We got so many clicks on the team nowadays. LBQBDPGCP, boy, my boys, the toys, the noise, the meat side boys, and the real McCoys. We walking through the project, sipping on the phony. Red rapping, dipping, and spitting at your show. You may think I'm out of bounds, but I think I'm in. I holler at my folks before I check on in. Spit at my nigga Andy, he'll pick a spot up in the garden Next to Steve Martin, we setting up shop on the East Coast next Doghouse, in the big bow wow And we hiding up east side up Like this and like that, up on the east side You were checking out the Danny Martin Show on KBLA Talk 1580 I got a little cutty that went and saw Snoop Dogg back in my hometown uh, Cause he brought the dog pound experience to, uh, to Kern County And he goes Man, there was weed smoke everywhere. I go, yeah, of course there was, you dummy. <laughs> what did you Look, expect? He didn't know. He didn't know. Potpourri? <laughs> yeah. Before I continue my story, let's go to Jerry, who's been on the phone for a minute. Jerry, give me your height, your color, and your hood, Jerry. Uh, six feet, uh, Caucasian from 
Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills checking in. Drop that. Yay, yay. Jerry, can I ask you a question real fast? Because uh, I, sure. re- I was reading an article recently when they were saying that the luster has gone off of Beverly Hills. Do you think there is still a... What's the word I'm looking for? A cachet. A cachet. That's very good. Mm-hmm. When people think of Beverly Hills. Well, not everybody who lives in Beverly Hills is rich. Well, I know that. But I, when I think of Beverly Hills, especially when I was growing up, there was a hit show. I'm sure you know Beverly Hills 90210 was the number one show in America. And there was yeah, Beverly Hills Cop so. and, you know, Eddie Murphy went and showed how the other side of Beverly Do you still? Beverly Hills Hillbillies, I think it was There you go. Show. Yeah. Beverly Hillbillies, that's, I remember yeah. that, yeah. So do you think that yeah. that, that, that image of high yeah. and mighty, luster, rich yeah. Beverly Hills is still a thing when it comes to the psyche of America? Maybe I've lost a little status since I moved in there. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm only there because I'm under. I'm lucky to be under HUD. <laughs> you say you brought you brought the IQ down and you brought the credit score down of all the other. <laughs> What's going on, Jerry? Got, anyway, I had a 16-year-old friend neighbor when I was 16 in 1958. He stole a few girly magazines at Oz Liquor Store on Robertson Boulevard near Hamilton High until he got caught. Old man Otto knew him and his mother. Just gave him a bawling out. How would you like it if I told your mother? <laughs> you know, you, it's funny you say that. That's what I was telling Robin because, you know, I know they scare you and they put you in handcuffs. They chair you to your chair. They oh, chain no, you to your chair. Oh, no, call the police. They call the police. No, the police come in and scare you. It's a scared straight program. It's a, like a makeshift scared straight program in the office. But they ain't taking you to jail for stealing some makeup. Mm-hmm. It's good, not going to happen. Good. Yeah, he stole some girly magazines a few times until he got caught. No, he, he just gave them a bawling out. But girly magazines back then were less risky. Yeah, but I, I think it's safe to say. Less risky. You, you are a Caucasian boy back then. They, they just chewed you out. I bet if a young African American went in there and did the same thing, it would be more than a chewing out. Promise you that. Well, it was kind of funny. You go in there with a the big overcoat, slip a few magazines in there. I was the lookout man once. And then we Google <laughs> over the magazines. And then he got caught. He knew the family. It was old man Otto, Robinson Boulevard. I don't want to get into detail, but the nudie magazines back then weren't exactly nudie. Let's just say that uh, yeah, yeah, they was, were they were quite shaggy. Risky. Is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, they were covered up, semi covered up. Exactly. It was less right. gay. Very, very well, very well oh, said. Okay, all right. That's all I'm saying, Jerry. I'm, I got I'm up against him, my man. I appreciate the phone call tonight. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Jerry. Yeah. Back to my story. So, you know, my two buddies were on the city bus and we're headed to the mall and they're telling me that they will steal the shoes for me and we can keep the money and go to Tilt Arcade and have a good time. So we get there. Payless is there. Payless is on the corner of the mall. It's a huge Payless. It's got got to be one of the biggest ones in the state. Hmm. So I stay out front. Now, you can see the shoe aisle from the outside in the mall. Okay. So I didn't even have to go inside the store. So they take off in there. They, how do they know which shoes you want? They were just going to pick whatever shoes okay. I thought I wanted. Okay. So I'm just like staying, I'm watching, you know, doing that, doing pacing. <laughs> I'm pacing, looking, pacing, looking. And he goes like this. Come here. He's like, come here. He didn't know what size shoe I wore. So I had to go in there. And I was like, 
I can't remember what size I wore back then. Mm. I was like, that's my size right there. All right. So they're making her move and everything. Mm -hmm. And they slip it underneath their shirt. And they do that. You know that fast walk, that power walk mm -hmm. out the store? <laughs> Security guard came oh, up man. and grabbed them both by the back of their shirts. Stopped them. Yeah. And saw me. And I'm just so punk. You should have saw me. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately start crying like a little two-year-old. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because I'm thinking about my mama. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about my mom. It is so crazy how the neighborhood that I grew up in, I'm not thinking about what the guys are going to think of me. My dad is, you know, absentee, so I couldn't care less what he thought of me. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to disappoint my mother. Right. Absolutely. Like uh, She could be mad at me. She could whoop me. But boy, when she was disappointed. That's in another me, level. That's another level for a child to feel that your oh. that their mom is going to be disappointed. Oh. I guarantee your daughters are the exact same way. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, they, you get mad at them, I'm sure. You know, you yell at them sometimes, but they would hate to disappoint you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So we go to the back, all three of us, and we're sitting. I am crying <laughs> uncontrollably. <laughs> I'm honest to God. I am crying uncontrollably. And they're just sitting there, and my, my two buddies was kind of gangsta. I ain't going front. <laughs> Mind you, they're stealing the shoes for me. Okay? For me. I'm crying so much, they let me go. No way. Honest to God. They let me go. My two buddies, I don't know what happened to them, you know what I'm saying, while, while, I, was, while I was gone. I had to walk home. Okay? Mm -hmm. I'm walking home because they got their mon my money in their pocket. Right, mm. so I had to walk home, which is three freaking miles in the hot Bakersfield sun. I was hot and crispy when I got home. What? Yeah, the whole nine. And here's the problem: my friend's mom called my mom, told everything. Oh. My mother tore my behind up that day. <laughs> yes. Tore my behind up that day. Yeah, night. yeah. What are you clapping for? <laughs> Andy and they clapping. <laughs> Don't be clapping, sucker. No, stop. Oh it. wow! So we're all criminals. And I'm telling you. <laughs> And it, it taught me something. Be careful of the company you keep. Mm -hmm. Even at that early age, I understood, be careful of the company you keep. Now, mind you, they're friends of mine. Still, by the way. Mm. We don't hang out. Yeah. Still. Yeah. But the fact that at that early age, something told me, it's like, I could get in trouble. I could go to jail. You could lose your life out here if you got people around you that are up to no good. They could be the nicest people in the world. You could known each other since, you know, since you babies are pacifiers. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Not everybody goes on the same path. They could be the closest friend in the world to you. But you know what? You go to church, they don't. Mm -hmm. You got a strong mama, they don't. You know? Yeah. You, you, you might have a little bit of daddy in your life and they don't. Yeah. Or some. it could be just one experience that takes them off to a different path. Correct. I mean... You know, they meet a friend that you guys don't have in common. Maybe they're being influenced by a different friend or something traumatic happens in their life and makes them act out in a certain way. I mean, it could be really anything. Very well you know, said. Because, so, yeah. you know, what is the number one determining factor on where a child goes in life? You know what that is, right? It's got to well, I was going to say either reading or friends. <laughs> friends. The yeah. company they keep. Yeah. I don't care how strong a parent you are. Mm -hmm. I don't care how many days of church you give them a week. Mm -hmm. I don't care how strict you are. The company they keep will determine yeah. what direction them kids are going in. It it, it really, it's, it's one of the, I, I drill that into my girls. You know, I, I haven't had 
um, any problems because they, you know, I think for the most part, like I said, you do attract who you are. So um, my kids are pretty well-rounded. They're pretty good. They're good souls, you know, so they attract, you know, good people to them. So thankfully we haven't had, but they're just in high school too. So it could, you know, after they graduate, they could experience things in life. But right now they have a solid foundation, a solid ground, and they're definitely not stealing anything. So, uh, you know, thank God for that. But really, your friends, it, it has a really high impact on your life and how you will how you will lead your own life. Last question before we're up against it. Do you think your your daughters are 15? Yeah. Do you think there's a threshold? Of do you what? think you say, 16, I'm probably safe? Or do you think they still can be influenced even at 16, 17, 18? Because they say, especially for a young African-American boy, I, I, I can speak to boys because I deal with them a lot. Mm-hmm. Man, at 10 to 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Them the hot years right there. Yeah. But if you can get them to about 13 and they're still on the right track and, you know, they're starting high school, you got a pretty good chance with that young man. Mm-hmm. But, boy, that 10 to 12, them yeah. the years right there. Yeah. I think I think girls have that uh, have that, that frame as well. I think my my girls, I, I don't even know if it's an age thing, but I think right now we're pretty, we're pretty sure who you're going to be. Right. There it yeah. is right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to fly off the handle and, and go on some twisted direction at the age of 15. You no. know who they are. They know who they are, more yeah, importantly. They know who they are. They know who they are. And we, we, we actually, we were just talking about this. Talking, I, I, I tell them this all the time. You have to self-reflect. You have to go inward. You have to really check yourself and, and figure out who you are, who you want to be, how mm. you show up in the world. You mm. know, We have those kind of conversations. And so whether, whether they listen to it, not, to, it, to it now or not or apply it right now or not, it's a seed that's planted, and at some point, it'll be um, it'll be uh, good information for them to kind of base their lives on. So, but right now we don't have that issue. Thankfully, very well said. Mm-hmm. I will ask you on the other side if there's one thing that might pull them in the wrong direction. You probably know where I'm going. One 1580 This is the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. We're Black Lives Matter. Stay there. From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. By George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. Now back to more of the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. Yeah, man. Danny Morrison Show, KBLA Talk 1580. Having a great conversation tonight about uh, our children right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to ask you, I, I teased it on the other side here. Now, your, your kids are great. Fantastic. I've met them a couple times. Very just statuesque, intelligent. Thank you. Young queens you got. Mm-hmm. Boys are different, though. Boys can come in and poison the well of the best of children. Mm-hmm. It has happened multiple times throughout history. Does that scare you? Um, it doesn't scare me. I'll, I'll start with that. It's so interesting. Last night, we we went out. My girls and I. We went. I took them to the escape room, like I told you, mm. and we Cheaters. just went on a. Uh, <laughs> we just went on a um, a fun little, you know, mommy daughter date, I guess you can call it. And we um, we we drove around to some amazing neighborhoods, and we went to go eat, and we went to the escape room. It was real fun, but part of the conversation was uh, when they both start dating. And what that's going to look like. Wow. And so, um, it's funny enough, we literally just had this conversation last night. Kind of night. a pivotal moment, too, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I would think so. Yeah. Um, they they talked about uh, how, 
I was asking because they're twins. They've always been together. They've always been in, you know, the same school, if not the same class. Since they've been in high school, they've had every class together. So what is it going to look like when they actually start separating? I was telling them that there's a number of things that could start pulling them apart, but it's going to be important for them to tap in and acknowledge that something is not clicking with your sister. So you need to make sure you tap in and you guys, you know, reconcile if there's any issues. Mm -hmm. So we were having this conversation. And I said, one of the things that could happen is one of you could get a boyfriend and the other one doesn't are there are there going to be some jealousy you know issues there and uh they both agreed that that they would know if the boy was good for their sister or not and i and i thought yeah Yeah. i thought that that, i said that's another layer of um of what is it called uh when you have uh discernment Mm -hmm. right so as a parent i have discernment but think about your twin sister right i'm sure you have a discernment as well as to who is going to be good for you friendships or relationships uh or whatever and so i thought i was like wow that's going to be interesting so i'm not necessarily concerned because i think that they'll listen to me if i if there are any issues that i see red flags that i see in the boy Mm -hmm. but also he's got to go through the sister that's awesome you got different levels of protection. That's a different like. level of protection. <laughs> I like and it. so, yeah, I love that. And I'm like, you know, I don't think I will ever have to worry. Now, anything could happen. Anything could happen. And I'm not naive to that. I pray that, you know, they're always safe. They're, you know, I, I really hope that they don't have to go through any, you know, traumatizing issues or anything. But the, the different levels of, um, of of covering that they have is really satisfying when I think about it. You think one of them would stop talking to a boy if the other didn't? like him or approve of him um it's a strong possibility i think it's a strong possibility uh just because i know the two of them and how they how they the their opinions matter to each other Mm -hmm. and they're they both have the wherewithal to say who's good for you yeah who is a good person for you um and and not and not hate on each other and not it's it has nothing to do with that but if you're happy i can see that you're happy i can see that he's making you happy mm-hmm. um i think that they would listen to each other and if and if he's doing something that will change you or mm. make you unhappy i could see that too mm-hmm. so i think that they would listen to one another uh if that when that presents itself because it will happen at some point it's coming mm-hmm. it's coming i have a, a beautiful eight-year-old daughter you've seen her mm-hmm and I'm not worried about that. I am worried about that generation, though. In what way? In all ways. Like, okay. First of all, I'm wondering about the world that we're raising these children in. Mm-hmm. But I'm so wondering about, because you and I talked about recently about how Instagram is affecting these young yeah. girls. Yep. And the suicide rate is up because of Instagram and how they need validation from the crowd mm-hmm. in order to feel better about themselves mm. and and filters and... And body shaming and and cyberbullying and I could just name so many things yeah. that young people have to deal with. Her being only eight years old, where is all of this social media in general going to be mm. in eight years? You know, it's so crazy. I was thinking about this today, I think, because I saw a video where uh, Regina Carter, who is Lil Wayne's daughter, mm. and she uh, she was videotaping her little sister dancing and rapping to a song now the song was uh china mclean it was probably from a disney movie or something but it sounded like a real rap song like the way like a real you know like a Mm -hmm. Nicki minaj or something 
Now, the little girl, her name is Rain. The little girl is rapping the song, but it's her mannerisms. Right. I mean, she is probably, what, five years old? And she's she's doing her hands and her head and, and you know, all of this stuff. And, and, and I was reading the comments, and people loved it. And I, I said, am I the only one who does not think that this is cute? I'm with you. I can't stand, you know, the... They're they're like oh she's cute and she's giving she's serving and I'm like think of, think about what you're talking about just think about the fact that this little girl who's five years old is acting like she's 15 mm. 20 25 I mean literally that's the, the the hand motions the neck the you know the, how she's rhyming and stuff now okay you come from sort of a musical family I guess if you will meaning sort of I mean well. He's, I don't know who Lil Wayne would be to her. I don't know what she would call him, Mr. Wayne, because that's well, not her dad. Well, but Ice Cube called Lil Wayne the greatest rapper of all time the no, other day. No, what I'm saying is she's... <laughs> Trip me out, though. Rain is not the daughter of Lil Wayne, so I don't know what uh, she yeah, refers yeah. to him as, like mm. Mr. Wayne, Uncle Wayne. Mr. Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, Daddy slash... Daddy Wayne. No, she can't. She, I don't know what she would call him, but, you know, he is very clo- uh, close in the family, and so I, I get that she might pick up on some of these mannerisms because of the music industry but it bothered me so much and I thought how much of uh of this did she get from social media is she watching her her older sister her mom is you know a a well-known person what is she gathering from social media to act like that at five four or five years old you are this is a dangerous conversation Mm. but you know we have no problem having dangerous conversations on this show did you see the video of the young, beautiful, beautiful black girl mm-hmm. sitting in the lap of her mom? She was braiding her hair or something. And and I think Taraji Henson posted it. Mm-hmm. And she's all in the camera doing her neck and everything. Mm-hmm. You know? And everybody's like, that is the cutest thing. And she's just showing all kinds of attitude. She couldn't have been motive forward. Mm-hmm. But everybody thought it was, including Taraji P. Henson, by okay. the way. Okay. Let me see if I can pull it up because I don't Please think I've seen it. Please try to pull it up. Yeah. And I was thinking, am I am I getting old? Real <laughs> right, talk. Am right. I am I getting old? Because you know, if you if you say anything in the in the credits, you know, um, excuse me, in the post, they'll mm-hmm. come in and say, yeah, whatever, boomer, mm-hmm. you're out of touch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like no, I just I want to think mm-hmm. that young girls, especially young black girls, I want them to. I want I want them to be more demure, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's cute? Robin's looking at the video right now. Yeah, and I did see this video. Uh, right, the the thing that's cute about this little girl She's is beautiful. her facial expressions, her you know her little lips pouting. I mean, she is a gorgeous She's little beautiful. girl. She is gorgeous. But do you see what I'm saying? I see. I see. Absolutely, I see what you're saying. And the, she's got the shimmy and the shake and the head, the neck and all of that. And that's a problem for me. I'm, so why do they think that, why are we on the outside looking in? I'm telling you, we're in the minority within our minority. I'm sure. I'm, we have to be. So and what is it about? What's going on? I don't know. I think that, you know, culturally speaking, that this is like a cultural thing. And so if you... It's it's like this. Okay, I saw this video today. A doctor was holding this tiny, like a newborn, maybe one-month-old baby. 
and the doctor ran its his finger down one side of the baby's back and the camera is facing the the baby's bottom is face, face toward the camera and the baby shifted his little bottom to the side that the doctor ran his finger down then he ran down the other side and he shifted his little tiny but it was the cutest thing i had ever seen in my life right it was just the fact that it was this tiny human being right. moving this way and so similarly when you see a tiny little human being acting a certain kind of way like almost older it's a cute type of thing i think to most people is it to most people i think in that same way they think it's super cute it's not that way to me because i i i genuinely love um kids who were pure and authentically kids yeah i genuinely love that let you know? them be kids let them be kids and uh so I yearn for that so badly, and I see there are there are there are fifth or teenagers who are my kids same age or even a little bit younger who have mastered how to professionally do their makeup, how to wear the longest nails, how to get uh, oh lace front wigs and stuff. And I'm like, as teenagers, as teenagers, you've completely bypassed the teenage experience. You're into adulthood now, because grown men are going to look at you that way. Um, you're probably your friends are probably talking that way, um, living that way. So you're bypassing a whole a whole. It's not an era, but it's a, a time in your life when you should just want to be you should just want to be a, a child. And, and so I, I just I have a real huge problem with little kids who act that way. So so the years of older black women telling young girls, you, you too fast, you acting too fast. Mm. Those days are over. Mm hmm. No one's saying that anymore. That would be us saying that to those, oh, to those. Man. Yeah, I can't believe it. So we it, jumped but... the shark as a community, is what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I really think as a whole, we, like you said, I think we're the minority who think that way. Occasionally, I will see people in comments, and and they're like, "That is not cute," you know. Um, let that kid be a kid, and and all that. And then you, I think you're raising them to, um, to kind of raise up to you. To raise mm. up to you as well, you know, mm. you got to be careful about that because you think it's sad. The the sass is real cute and stuff, but wait till they start acting toward you like that. What's That's that? gonna be a real issue. There's a meme circulating that said, uh, "I used to think that I was cute when I was a kid with all my sass until I had a daughter that acts exactly like me." Yes. Yes. And that's real talk, right? That's, that's real talk. I'm like, I, I can't stand a sassy, a sassy kid. Ooh, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> well, here's the question. I'll ask you, and maybe you can answer it on the other side. I have criticized, and I got some Latino listeners from my hometown that listen all the time, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think quinceaneras are a problem. Mm. Because you turn 15, and they have a huge party, almost as big as a wedding. They spend mm-hmm. $20,000 on this wedding, mm-hmm. and they proclaim that this woman this right. young girl is now a, woman now a woman at the age of 15. Mm. And I go, that's bro. Are we just bringing these young kids around, uh, along way too fast and just bypassing their entire childhood? But here's the other side. Here's the argument that I've heard from a couple people. Mm-hmm. I'm preparing them for a much tougher world, though. Hmm. You can't have that child mindset in 2022 America. Is that fair? 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. 1580 News and Traffic right now. Join us on the other side. Danny Moe Show. Nighttime is the right time for Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 1580. 
Twisted Fantasy album, the best album in the last 15 years. Mm. Overall. So, be, just really quickly, I want to ask you if you saw her having a problem now with Kanye West because they, yeah. they're saying because he did the, the song with uh, Cardi B. Got on stage and said that nonsense. Yeah. Why? Yeah, and so um, and she's I, I didn't like now, that. Right? No, th- she was joking. Oh. She was joking. Um, so... Anyway, very unfortunate, but I can say that Nicki Minaj, hands down, is really one. Of, she's really one of the greatest. She, she, she is. I can argue that Nicki Minaj is really one of the greatest in in multiple ways. In multiple ways, you're looking at me like that. Why? I'm gonna say something controversial. Okay. Now we're going by album sales. We're going by hit songs. We're going by longevity. Mm-hmm. We're going by impact on the culture. You can make the case that Nikki's a top five MC. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you can make the case. Yeah. I'm not saying I am. Who yeah. got more hits than Nikki over the last 20 years? Yeah. Um, Nikki is. <laughs> People don't like her personality and she's so yeah, aggressive she... and she's abrasive and I, I get all and, that. Yeah. So I do have, sometimes I have an issue with that. But but talent wise, and there's no one who really comes uh, with like the different personalities that she has on record. I mean, she's named them. I think Roman is one of the one of her characters. Mm. I mean, no one really does that. And actually, Doja Cat, surprisingly enough, kind of has this Nikki style. Mm. Um, but I think she shouts Nikki out, gives her props um, for that. But yeah, she she's set the trend by some of that doing you know introducing like these different characters and stuff that's all i'm saying she's great back to the topic of conversation mm-hmm, no mm-hmm. so you're a parent and you say look I, I hear what you're saying i miss young little girls too i miss little girls you know putting on nice little easter dresses and hair and bows and ribbons and the whole nine and them running around and you know playing with their what, what do you call those little sets that uh they used to cook with uh, oh with like it? the little kitchen set or what, there was but, a name for them. yeah those uh, those sets. I know. Okay. I don't remember. Cooking. Whoa, what was this? I can't remember. The little thing. Wait, you're not talking about the Easy Bake thing. Easy Bake okay, Ovens. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, okay. I knew that wasn't before your time now. Mm-hmm. We miss that. 
Yeah. But you know what? This world will eat that little girl alive. I can't have my little girl around here looking all prissy and, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, waiting for a man to save her and, Mm -hmm. you know, waiting for a man to be chivalrous with her. Mm -hmm. I want my daughter to be tough. I want her to have some backbone. So I understand what you're saying. But just because my girl's out here maybe acting a little more, quote unquote, masculine than you want her to act, she's going to be ready for this world. What do you say to that? Uh, I think that we have to split the difference. Okay. I think that these young girls still do need to see an example of, of chivalry. Chivalry is not dead. It's just that um, I think that it's being overshadowed by these, you know, quote unquote, masculine uh, women who say I could do everything on my own. I got this. And that's unfortunate because a man, you know, kind of to what April, uh, April Mason, who comes, she's been a, a guest on our show a couple of times who talks about femininity and how we need to make room for, for a man to be a man. And so we can't be so tough that a man doesn't even want to bother, you know, mm-hmm. being chivalrous. Right. So um, it's, it's, it's important that our girls, especially young girls get to see examples of that. That's why they need dad in their life as well. Come on. You know, they need to, and, and dad needs to be, uh, he needs to show them, even if he can't, even if the parents are no longer together, he needs to show that to his girls. Mm-hmm. He needs to show that a man is supposed to, you know, make sure that you're good, open up your door, walk on the outside of the street, you know, closest to the street, uh, different things like that. And so, um, but that, I'm not saying to be which to walk with your he- your head in the clouds. I'm saying you need to see both sides of it. I think there is a healthy balance of showing. Uh, we, we joke about this all the time, me and my girls, um, being street smart and um, and book smart, right? Mm-hmm. And so the combination of both will make you lethal. Mm-hmm. I believe that. I so, believe that too. Yeah, you know, I don't feel like they can get over easily on on that type of girl. But here's here's the problem. <laughs> Everything you're saying is factual. Mm-hmm. We as fathers have to show our little girls, this is what you should be looking for in a boy or a man or whatever. Mm-hmm. This entire generation ain't rocking with that though. Mm-hmm. They can look and look and look all they want. Mm-hmm. Chivalry is dead with the younger generation. That's why you see a lot of young girls dating older. I don't think it is. I don't think that it's dead. I think that men are afraid. I think that men, mm. you know, it's, it's like what they say. Uh, kids want structure. Kids want to be, you know, reprimanded, and mm-hmm. they 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 need structure, right? If you let a kid uh, just grow up with no rules or anything like that, they may think that that's a good idea, but it's not. And what they actually long for is uh, some sort of structure and to have like something in place where they can live and thrive. That's where they're going to thrive well is when they have structure in their lives. Similarly, men are uh, innately have this ability to want to take care of a woman. It's innate. In men, Absolutely. to be a to be a man means a, a certain kind to of thing. To be a provider, to be a provider, to be a hunter. You know, there's certain things mm. that are, are are qualities of a man. Facts. Now, if he's afraid, or feels like he'll be rejected, or feels like there's no room to to operate that way, that's a different story. That mm. means that we're not creating the space for you to be chivalrous. We're yeah. not creating that space for you to you know operate in that in that innate ability of yours, right? So. It's not that it's dead. I think that it's it's being hidden or the, the word that I used earlier was overshadowed. I think that that's more it than anything. But you and I have had the conversation on this show about, I think uh, Andy is the one that used the term uh, soft. Mm-hmm. Uh, any boy that shows chivalry will mm-hmm. be seen as soft. Mm-hmm. Any boy that sings an R&B song or sends an R&B song to a young girl mm-hmm. will be seen as soft. 
the last thing a young boy, especially a young young African-American boy, wants to be seen mm-hmm. is soft. That's why I think it's an uphill battle for us to try to uh, to show, to implement uh, more chivalrous actions with our this new generation of young black men. I'd yeah. love to see it, but it's tough, especially when the culture is taking them in an entirely different direction. Mm-hmm. We just watched a video where a young king was running up and down the street shooting the people. Mm-hmm. That's what they get bombarded with on a daily basis. Us coming up talking chivalry every now and again. Are they going to listen to us? Are they going to listen to social media, which is far more effective at impacting? Sure, them? I, I could see the the point there, but I think that's where the parents come uh, into play. You know, we have to do a better job at uh, at boosting the the the. It's not ego; it's the confidence and the mm-hmm. uh, self esteem in a young in a young boy to show them and to tell them who they are, right? And that that being chivalrous is is good. It's a good thing. So it goes back to that video that I played last week of uh, Gary Vee talking to the woman who was afraid for her daughter. She said, how do I uh, pretty much prevent my daughter from getting caught up in social media? He says, basically, the the best way to overcome that is to... to, confidence yeah build her confidence self-esteem yeah if you build her self-esteem and her confidence then you you won't then no one else could get to her it's the same thing for a young man if you build that up in him and and really let him know that no matter what uh this is who you are you're a good man this is what we do in our household this is what you do out out in the world and build that up and be intentional about feeding him that Mm. then you know um even if even when he runs into some smart aleck boys who are you know clowning him for being soft quote unquote that's not gonna fade that's gonna that's gonna run off of him like a drop of water because he knows who he is so Mm. that's our job as the parents Mm. it starts there perfectly stated 1-800-920-1580, one 1580 Danny Morrison Show. We got a lot to talk about on KBLA Talk 1580. From Bakersfield to Los Angeles. From middays to nighttime. Like George and Wheezy, Danny Morrison is moving on up at KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to the Danny Morrison Show exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Robin is in his scaring a brother right now. <laughs> Tell them why. Robin says that Holding a phone or typing on a laptop or whatever emits, I guess is the right term, a certain level of radiation or radioactive frequencies or something. Some sort of frequency. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) Andy is nodding. And we probably won't know the impact of this until years down the road. Because people don't know. What you think is a good idea at one point usually comes out later and they go, that's the dumbest thing in the world. I tell people, we used to put mercury in our teeth back in the day. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. Dumbest thing in the world, but everybody thought it was a great idea. Yeah. They used to put cocaine in Coca-Cola. There was certain I've things heard, that I've were... Heard. <laughs> yeah. There's certain things that we thought were a good idea. People had wooden teeth back in the day. Mm. I mean, there's so many things that you could just point to. Yeah. So I think 15, 20 years from now, if not sooner, we're going to be looking back going, wait, we were putting that to our ear all these years? Watch. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was saying that oh, it says I, I I just Googled, you know, my favorite thing is Google. You're going to scare me even more now, ain't you? I'm sorry. We need to know this and we actually need to know what, what it is and what to do about it. 
It says, uh, do, do cell phones give off or emit radiation? Yes, cell phones and cordless phones use radio frequency radiation to send signals. Uh, RF is different from other types of radiation, like an X-ray, um, and that we know could be harmful. But it's it's so X-rays can be harmful. But this mm-hmm. type of radio frequency does emit from a phone, but I don't know the 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 harm in in holding it or whatever. But I was what the reason I was explaining that is. Um, Sometimes lately I've been feeling like the more I hold on to my phone, like my hands inside of my hands are heating up or feeling some kind of like sensitivity or something like that. Like I can feel the the frequency from it. That's terrifying. It's really. Could it be it carpal is. tunnel? No, it's not. It's that carpal tunnel. I believe it's going to have a different sort of feel and effect. This is definitely in, in I, I kid you not. I know when it's on and when it's off, like when I'm touching my phone and, and my phone is on. And I'm scrolling or I'm doing something with it. I feel it. And so. Uh, Could it be because your phone is hot? How about that? I'm um, just trying to come up with an excuse because I'm scared. No, I think it's because. <laughs> right. I think it's because of what I just read. It actually is emitting some sort of frequency. Some kind of radiation. Mm. Now, how. Again, I don't know if it's harmful or not. Um, I think I think that there are. There's things that that are out there that we could probably be using to buffer that. Yeah. And um, whether whether it's a certain kind of a case or using, I don't even know if, if the earbuds. I, I even think that there's something with that. But I, um, I think it's worse when you put it right directly in your ear. Yeah. There's there's something I haven't figured it out, but I want to look into it because there's no way your, your hand should be and it's not that the phone is heating up you just literally feel a frequency in your hands i'm sitting there thinking about it though is i never have my phone to my ear mm. it's rare yeah because i'm same usually here. in the car same here yeah. or i'm speakerphone at home yeah it's very rare that i actually have the phone here to your ear which we used to do i think a lot more that yeah. was the thing, right? Just putting your phone to your ear. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you think that might be a cause? Like, do you think that from 20 years ago when people were putting their phones to their ear that there might be some uh, effects to that right now that yeah. maybe we don't even know about? I got the first iPhone when, I mean, like two weeks after it came out. And I thought it was just the greatest invention of all time. And I'm telling you, I was on that phone constantly. Yeah. Just constant, constant, constant. And not knowing, I just told you in the break, my phone is on my hip or in my pocket or in my hand mm-hmm. 24 hours a day. Mm. I'm not exaggerating. Wow. I sleep next to my phone, mm-hmm. pretending it's Janet Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> KBLA Talk 1580, we got a lot to talk about. Nighttime is the right time for Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. Now back to more of the Danny Morrison Show on KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, we're coming down a home stretch here, but let me, uh, for Ron is in our socials. I neglected the socials tonight. I apologize. He said, uh, the company they keep is, could also be based on the lack of what the child feels he or she didn't get from their parents is, i.e. being heard or validated or included. Uh, When parents don't listen to their children's concerns for their own life, rebellion can settle in. Also, parents disappoint their children and don't have the courage to admit that they are wrong as parents or as parents admitting that they make too many mistakes. We all turn to our peers for a sense of belonging, but by teenage age and the child communicates less with the parents. Self-examine your childhood. He also said, uh, we have to teach our children how to think, 
not what to think. Education is available, biblical principles, tools to learn about the thought process, brain science, and principles for her philosophy. The personal development classes I took at 40, they offer at ages 8 to 12. Hmm, interesting. Really, uh, I I just want our kids to remain kids. Me too. That and is that is my hope. It's tough. And when I r- stroll down my socials and I see a five-year-old twerking to Lil Wayne, mm, and everybody's like, that's the cute. She got a future. Oh, look at her, boy. She got that from her mama. Uh, <laughs> oh, y'all think this is fun? They, they do. They think it's funny. They think it's cute. I completely disagree. So what do we do? What do you What do you do if you see that happening in your presence? Maybe with uh, your own, like a, a friend of yours and their kid is twerking. Or quick story. Okay. As we're coming down the home stretch, this happened. I want to mention her name because I think she listens to the show. This happened years ago, and coincidentally, about Lil Wayne, I go to a party, seven year old girls party, I think, six or seven. We go to the backyard. There's more adults there than children at this backyard. Mm. They are playing Little Wayne uncut in this backyard for this seven-year-old's birthday party. Mm. Uncut. <laughs> yeah. So I turned to my lady at that time, and I go, why are they playing this music? And she goes, what am I going to say? This, well, mm. it's not my daughter, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't think it was a big deal. Wow. Uncut. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that's how is it is. Is that where we are? A lot of parents are. I've seen and real quickly. I've seen that uh, those those videos going around that talk about uh, the parents telling their kid that they got to fight. <coughs> Some parents are uh, cursing to their kids and cur- you got to go. You, I mean, they're just that's how some people are, you know, and so there is no uncut anything in their lives. I think that's how we are right now. Mm. Good luck. God bless gone. Make sure you keep it on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. We appreciate y'all checking in. Y'all be good.